Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on Any Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide, and podcasting who the fuck knows where on time. This is this is Mike Check Radio for Saturday, July twenty first, twenty eighteen. Uh, still waiting for our super special guest to, to get on to get his keister on. That's okay. I am joined as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. By the rogue DM dungeon master Michelle Legon. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I am here and ready to go. That's that's good because we got one hell of a show. Also joining us on the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Legon, the GM Galaxy Master. Oh, unmute, 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 and you're, you're not muted. Don't I'm press any buttons. Don't press any buttons. I'm teasing. We're good. <laughs> For the love of God, don't press those buttons. <laughs> God has nothing to do with this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Kenny has the night off because it's his anniversary party, and apparently it is going to be lit. Uh, he, and also, after the show... Do not tune in for Midnight Sun. It is not, I did that last night. I was on the air until uh, 2.30 Centrals. From, from about 9.10 to 2.30, I was doing stuff, and I, I was happy as a clam. Uh, but he will be DJing tonight, uh, I either at 11 or right after the show. I don't know when. Kenny, if, if you're listening, I know you're not because your party just started and you're like the, the, the guest of honor. But uh, let me know when you plan on starting that uh, that that stuff and I will make sure to announce it. But uh, yeah, last night was a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, I played a bunch of mainstream stuff. A lot of my favorites uh, from, from Final Fantasy, of course. And some good anime stuff as well. And of course, movies, TV, etc. So, a uh, couple announcements. Um, well, as I mentioned, Kenny Pick is off this weekend. And uh, let me tell you, some exciting developments happened in terms of uh, AWA. Because I, 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 go to doc I went to the doctors. I had to be dropped off about uh, a little bit before, about 10, 15. 
and they started making a series of 12 announcements. The very first announcement that morning, Steve Blum will be gracing Anime Week in Atlanta 2018, along with his lovely fiance Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. Oh, Very cool. Greg now, Griffin, the just, voice of... Uh, I'm sorry? I was just going to say, just in case there's people out there that don't know what he's famous for, maybe you ought to mention what he's famous for. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Blum is basically one of the biggest names in voice acting. He was Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. He uh, cool. he's he's done Transformers. He's he's the voice of Wolverine. I, I mean, it, it's Ooh. it's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I would say his most iconic role is probably Spike from Cowboy Bebop. But he's just got such a huge volume of work. It's hard. It, it's easier to say what he isn't. I know he was Starscream in one of the Transformers more more recent Star Wars cartoons or Transformers cartoons. He was Zeb in Star Wars Rebels. You heard his voice in in Solo when they dumped him into Chewie's uh, den. You know, the Imperial Stormtroopers dumped him in there. Steve Blum voiced one of those two Stormtroopers. Nice. So you'll know his voice when you hear it. Um, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, of course, she is Major uh, Major Motoko Kusanagi in Ghost in the Shell. That's probably her most famous role. But again, she's got this huge body of work. She's the voice of the of the English for of the of on uh, of for singing on some of the S- Silent Hill soundtracks. I mean, and of course, wait, Zara from Critical Role. Hey. hey. My first question, if I get an interview with Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, is going to be, so, you going to start leaning on Steve to talk to Mercer and get on Critical Role? (laughs) 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 Um, Greg Griffin, the voice of Princess Azula from Avatar The Last Airbender. (laughs) I already told... uh, Yes. What? I I don't care about that. Oh, and... and and the voice of Daphne Blake in the in, in more recent Scooby Doo cartoons, but I I'm gonna tell her to, I'm gonna be able to tell her to her face. You know, you portray a crazy sociopath so well, <laughs> and she's gonna be like, "This interview is over." <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> I mean this in the best way possible, but you just did an amazing job playing that sociopath Azula. <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, uh, there was one more. Who was the last one? I don't I, remember. I don't recall. I, uh, it's not, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, I'll look. On. I'll look at your messages. Google the monkeys. Re- the only reason why I recognize Gray Griffin is because that's a cool nom de plume to have. I that, no, like that, that. Is, that is her name. Her married name. Yes, but it's 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 great to have, you know, because she goes yeah. by th- two other names, oh, too. Oh, right. Her brother in yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender, Dante Basco, Rufio from uh, Hook. Very cool. And I am so fucking excited. It's not even funny. And there's still more announcements to come sometime in the next couple of weeks. So this is this is great stuff. I could not be happier. And I think John is finally on. Let me Yay. check. John, where? I've been on. Oh, 
John Kendall, Missoula, Montana, sitting in for the show tonight. I did not realize you were there. I'm sorry, John. I can tell you one thing. I am not Count Olaf in disguise. Okay. Oh, that's good. He that's is good totally to Count Olaf in disguise. You know, all those orphans and their massive fortunes. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, I'm I I am a fan. Has a new season dropped yet? Of what? <laughs> I know it's it's kind of hell. It's hell waiting for like new seasons because that's what Netflix does so well. Like they release it all at once, and so you sit there and you binge through it, and then you find out that like. It uh, it uh, premieres like next year, yeah. and it's like ah. Well, we've we've been getting some amazing news out of San Diego Comic Con, but don't worry, we're not we're we're ignoring it this week for a very good reason, and that is next week we are likely devoting all three hours to San Diego Comic Con coverage. Uh, I'm very excited, and they ju- I just saw the first trailer for Godzilla King of Monsters, and I think. Gamera is in it. Cool. So, all right, hold on. Here's the here is uh, Gray Gray Griffin as Azula ordering a pizza. I have to share this before we get to the heavy stuff. This domination owes pizza. This is the Princess Azula. Yes, I'd like to order a large wood-fired cheese pizza, please, to the Fire Nation Hospital Psych Ward. And could you put? Tylee, May, you don't like mushrooms, right? Okay, yeah. Extra mushrooms, please. <laughs> minutes or less. I'm a very punctual person, and I expect the same of you. Goodbye. Uh, that's a different yeah. one than I've heard, because one time they she had a, she spelled Azula, she was like, A as in Avatar, Z as in Zuko, U as in you filthy peasant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to find that version because that that is hysterical. Uh, but no, I mean she is very funny. I, I I tweet her all you know I tweet her all the time on Twitter, and she's just devastatingly funny. And this woman is super liberal. So I'm like, you know, I'm not talking oh. politics today. But if you want to join us, here's my card. <laughs> yes. You know, we could talk politics and she rips it up and throws it in the trash. <laughs> You know, John, I have to admit that in the time you've been gone, it has actually become a more hostile work environment here for me. <laughs> well, uh, we had, that's because we had to do a double load. We had to make up for John not being here. Can't let Adam get who's, a self-esteem. Who's been picking up my slack so I can thank them? Miles. I've been doing a little bit of it. Miles mostly. <laughs> and Miles. Fantastic. Yeah. Every now and then I get a zinger in. Well done, Michelle. I wouldn't <laughs> expect anything less. <laughs> well, I do try. Yeah, Miles is just so obvious, though. See, I can sneak it in under the radar. It's see. It, I, I try to think of myself as like a, a velvet-covered ball-peen hammer. Just... You know, just a little, uh, you know, there's a little softness to it. (laughs) See what I have to deal with, guys? (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, no, it's nice to have you here today, John. Um, we're we're gonna begin uh, figuring out whether or not we're doing a live sh uh, show live from AWA 2018. That decision is going to come sometime soon once I talk to Kenny. And uh, like I said, San Diego Comic Con, wow! I know there's there's been a lot of gorgeous stuff coming out of Comic Con. I'm telling you. I loved the King of Monsters trailer. Millie Bobby Brown I, looks amazing in it. I haven't watched... The, like, the only trailer that I've really watched was Invader Zen. So, is, is Gamora like the giant moth? Gamora? No, no. Gamora is the giant turtle. Mothra is the moth. It's in the fucking name! <laughs> You might be able to tell by Michelle's giggling that she does almost yanking your chain. I, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. <sighs> we, so, we, we watch the old ones here all the time when they're on, uh, you know, like they have the little Godzilla marathon. So. No, uh, I, I, do I, not, watched... I do not need to turn in my nerd card. No, I don't. Yes. I, I, I mean, I watch as part of a... Um, as part of a class on Japanese culture, I, they, you know, when they, we were when we were doing post World War II stuff, we watched the original Godzilla subtitled, and it made so cool. much more sense. It was weird. It's like when you actually present a complete movie, it makes sense. Well, one of one of our comic book friends, uh, who owns a com a big comic book and gaming store, uh, he is a Godzilla freak. He, yep. you know, and he knows Godzilla inside and out, upside down and sideways. I mean, if yep. there's something Godzilla, he knows about it. He knows about that rare pencil topper razor that was only issued for three months before it was recalled because children ate it and got sick. You know, that's not a true story, but he would know that if there was one. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, I'm like. I yeah, I, I really like the angle they pursued for the new version of Godzilla, where instead of, oh my god, big evil lizard, ah! It was just, he is a force of nature, get the fuck out of the way and let him do his job. And then he was gone. Mm. You know, I, and, and again, I really, I, I said this before, John might remember, the last scene in the movie before, you know, where you could see Ken Watanabe's character, Dr. Sirizawa, kind of just paying this tribute to Godzilla, who you know, I found I thought that was that was a great way to handle it because, you know, even in the original Godzilla, yeah, Godzilla was portrayed as a villain, but again, also was just this unstoppable force that had been unleashed. It wasn't like he's doing this because he's evil. He's doing it because you stupid humans get in the way. Well, it's, well, it's, um... and plus, and plus, they um uh, disturb his nap. I mean, you know. If I would, if I could breathe laser fire and shit, you know, when those motherfuckers mow, start mowing the yard at like nine in the morning, you bet your ass I'd go out and breathe fire at them. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if I were woken up by a freaking nuclear bomb, I'd be kind of cheesed. Yeah, well, well God, Godzilla is one of our modern day mythology monsters. I mean, yeah, we've always no, I, had I, dragon I, and dragon type creatures throughout mythology, you know. For, for eons, but so he's just a modern representation of it. Do you have a favorite kaiju? Me? Yes. 
I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Godzilla, but, uh, you know, Mothra, I, I like Mothra. Mothra? I think that Mothra stands out because, well, it's very clear that she is the, Mothra is the one kaiju we definitely know the gender of. And I think that's an interesting choice that they made. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, we assume Godzilla is male, but it's never said, holy shit, look at the size of those. No, uh, but but they make it clear from the very beginning that Mothra is, is a female giant moth monster. Oh. So, all right. Uh... So, so how's, how's the weather up there in Montana, John? Oh, it's been hitting 90s. Um, we're Oof. under, uh, yeah, we're under fire weather watch. Uh, up in, up around the Bitterroot, there's already a, a uh, thousand acres burnt. Oof. So, what's your humidity like? It's it's not really humid. Like it's more of like. A hot, like a hot heat, and like not really humid. Yeah, you're lucky. We, we're hitting the 90s, and it's 70 to 80 percent humidity half the time. So uh, it's yeah. it's like walking out of the front door and you get slapped in the face with a wet washcloth. You know, a hot wet washcloth, and it's just oh, you don't want to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, Montana is usually a dry heat. Well, that's always nice. Yeah, usually dry heat. Um, you know, especially like around July and stuff is when uh, fire, uh, when fire weather is like really active. I mean, you know, we've had snow in June before, but like uh, when fire season hits it's you know you gotta watch kind of what you do in regards to like uh campfires and junk oh yeah and you can at least sweat in florida when it's so humid you can't really sweat your whole body is just screaming to sweat so you really don't have much heat regulation and it's it, it, it can be really a yeah. nightmare <laughs> you sweat you just don't it just doesn't evaporate yeah, it doesn't so it do any good yeah it's just it's just wet your clothes get soaked yeah it's it's horrible and you, and you end up with these hard salt crusts everywhere because it's just yeah. all right nasty. well we've gone through the pleasantries and the and the and the 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 squeeing about steve blum and mary elizabeth mcglynn uh yes. and, and so let's get to uh Schittler's performance evaluation this week, courtesy of Vladimir Putin. Let's talk about the greatest American zero. The no states. No and it's pretty clear. You're the it's pretty clear you won't admit. No, you're the, the I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. Hey, when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. I moved in here like a bitch. No politician in history, and I say this with great purity, has been treated worse or more unfairly. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I don't, oh, maybe that's what I said. 
I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not ranting and raving. I'm just telling you, you know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear Holocaust would be like no other. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. She doesn't have the stamina. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Guys, I know we've done some fucked up things before, but I think this takes the fucked up cake. Now, one thing that Republicans hated about President Obama that wasn't really true, but let's just ignore that, was that, oh, he blamed America. He wasn't proud of America. He didn't the apology tour. Yeah. He didn't just basically slam his American dick on the table and say, I'm American, you know. So it's it was odd when I watched this this. It's, it wasn't a press conference. It was more like an extremely long blowjob for Vladimir Putin. It was a suck fest. Yeah. yeah. And so here he is blaming America for what every one of our intelligence agencies shows. See, this is the problem when, you, you know, this is the problem with a guy who is so full of himself, he thinks he's a stable genius. He doesn't think he has to listen to other people. Everyone is, everyone around him is telling him, this actually happened, you fucking moron. And he's like, no, fake news. I, I had not known the word pronoid. I'd heard of paranoid, but I because of Trump, I now know the word pronoid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, here's cut one. Thank you. Mr. President, you tweeted this morning that it's U.S. foolishness, stupidity, and the Mueller probe that is responsible for the decline in U.S. relations with Russia. Do you hold Russia at all accountable for anything in particular? And if so, what would you, what would you consider them that they are responsible for? Yes, I do. I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. We should have had this dialogue a long time ago, uh, a long time, frankly, before I got to office. And I think we're all uh, to blame. I think that the United States now has stepped forward along with Russia, and we're getting together, and we have a chance to do some great things, whether it's nuclear proliferation in terms of stopping. We have to do it. Ultimately, that's probably the most important thing that we can be working on. But uh, I do feel that uh, we have both made some mistakes. All right, you people who think he's actually going to make America great again. How does calling your country foolish make America great again? Please explain this to me, Trumpers. Please explain I had, this. Because... I, go ahead. I, I, if I may, I had an uncle. Have. Yeah, I, I still have him. He's fine. But... Uh, he, he he's a Trumper, and he, he he called he called what Trump did diplomacy, and so uh, yeah, no, I, I couldn't help but go on there and just uh, <laughs> I said so when Obama goes out there and addresses the world, you slam him, you know, you, you drop your shit because you know it's an apology tour, but when Trump attacks, you know, talks shit about America, that's diplomacy. Yeah, he didn't have a response for that, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, to borrow a. a a word from uh, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Ladon. It's 
this reeks highly of whataboutism. Like, um, the interview when he was first uh, thrust into office, like, oh, you know, like, uh, when, I can't remember who said it, like, brought up uh, Vladimir Putin, like, yeah, Vladimir Putin's a killer. No, we got we got killers here in America. We're not, you know, that innocent. And you know, it ju- it just kind of started from there. And now this, it's like, you know, it's 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 just. I know, I know. Anyway, here is a uh, cut two. I think that the the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, Everybody knows it. Uh, People are being brought out to the fore. Uh, So far that I know, virtually none of it related to the campaign. And they're going to have to try really hard to find somebody that did relate to the campaign. That was a clean campaign. I beat Hillary Clinton easily. And frankly, uh, we beat her. And I'm not even saying from the standpoint we won that race and it's a shame that there can even be a little bit of a cloud over it. Uh, people know that. People understand it. But the main thing, and we discussed this also, is zero collusion. And it has had a negative impact upon the relationship of the two largest nuclear powers in the world. We have 90 percent of nuclear power between the two countries. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what's going on with the probe. For President Putin, if I could follow up as well. Bullshit. Hi. Well, by the way, I now have Princess Allura saying. Bullshit. Wow. I I I just I just I can I I uh to be a fly on the wall of like Republican Congress people. As they watch this, and just the, the the, I could just see them like just rubbing their temples with their fingers, just <laughs> just like, oh my god. Well, there's there was that one interview um, with uh, Dan Coates where uh, oh Andrea Mitchell brought up something that he tweeted, and his brought up something that Trump tweeted, and Dan Coates's. Uh, a reaction was fucking great. He was like, "I thought I had that." Mm-hmm. Dumbfounded. One second. Yeah, I know the clip you're talking about. It was. He was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is embarrassing. Uh. Anyway, we'll f- we'll see if I can find it. Uh, here he is. It's not about you. But he's got to talk about the the, the election. And frankly, uh, I'm going to let the president speak to the second part of your question. But uh, just to say it one time again, and I say it all the time, uh, there was no collusion. I didn't know the president. Uh, there was nobody to collude with. There was no collusion with the campaign. And every time you hear all of these, you know, 12 and 14, it's stuff that has nothing to do. And frankly, they admit these are not people involved in the campaign. But to the average reader out there, they're saying, well, maybe that does. It doesn't. 
and even the people involved, some perhaps told misstories, although in one case the FBI said there was no lie. There was no lie. Somebody else said there was. Uh, we ran a brilliant campaign, and that's why I'm president. Thank you. All right, I found it. I had it. Hard to know which end is up, Nicole. Uh, I hope there was some coordination. I hope we know what the two leaders spoke about in Helsinki. I hope it's a follow-up on that. Uh, it's just hard to know whether or not this makes sense. Okay, let's um, watch the moment when Andrea Mitchell broke the news on the air and told Director Coates about um, the invitation from Ambassador Bolton to Vladimir Putin. I do want to say we have some breaking news. The White House has announced on Twitter that Vladimir Putin is coming to the White House in the fall. Say that again. <laughs> you, Vladimir Putin coming Did I to hear the, you? Yeah, hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be special. <laughs> Uh, I really, I, I, for the past couple of weeks. Oh, it's break time. Shall we talk, discuss this after the break? Well, I was going to say before we went to break that, you know, one thing I always get whenever I talk against Trump on Twitter is, oh, he's your president. Suck it, Liptar. He's your president. If he's my president, then I have the right to know what deals he's cutting with this dictator on my behalf. He works for me. <laughs> and Trojan Rabbit really just had a really brilliant set of comments in chat. Well, please. He said, F this. this goddamn F effing piece you, of effing You can say effing fuck effing on my radio show. Shit. You can say like fuck, fuck on my radio. All right. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'll I, read it I, then. Okay, you read it. It's great. Fuck this goddamn fucking piece of fucking trees and this fucking ass wiping fucking shit. I forgot to add trees in this fucking ass-wiping, groveling fucking piece of trees to shit. Yay, Trojan! <laughs> you can, you can say what I... But I, I don't like saying... I don't like that word. It's just... It's coarse. I like frack. There we go. <laughs> but... I, the again, only time I really say it is when I'm singing along to Macaroni. Then I let, <laughs> let my free flag fly. Oh, yeah. she does. Okay, <laughs> but no, and the I'm, middle fingers going in the air. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: it's like I said, this man works for me. If he's my president, as these right wingers insist, I have the right to know what deals he is cutting on my behalf as a citizen of this country that they supposedly want to make great again. You can't have here's it both problem. ways. You can't here's have the problem, it, madam. He doesn't work for you. Uh, he may bullshit. be our president. No, he may be our president, but he works for himself and all the rich buggers out there that got him elected. Those are the only people he works for. We don't make enough money for him to work for us. When you get those people that say he's your president, all you got to do to shut them up is just say, well, yeah, and I'm going to hold him accountable just like uh, when you held your president, Barack Obama, accountable. Or tried to. Okay. You know what I've been doing lately to... to they will go ape shit. So he wasn't my president. Oh, yeah, he was. Just as much as Trump is can't, mine. 
can't have it both ways, motherfuckers. It's it, it's bingo. You know. Um, lately, what I've been doing is if they if they sound like a Russian troll, I ask them to divide by zero. But okay, Be- because bots, you know, computers can't do that. You cannot divide by zero. It's odd. They suddenly shut up like a computer program that crashed because it divided by zero. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that weird, Michelle? It is. <laughs> Very weird. Very weird. But 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 Trojan just corrected himself. He said Frell this Frelling treasonous piece of Frelling shit. There you go. Trojan, Paul, come on. We're co-workers. You don't need to sense yourself. I think he did it for me, and I appreciate it. But you can go back to to, to your normal language. <laughs> well, now I feel guilty! <laughs> Alright, uh, so we're gonna come to... We're, we're gonna come to break. We're gonna go to break, and we come back. Uh, we'll talk more about this, and then, oh my god... I almost actually feel sorry for Janine Pirro, and then I saw because she complains about getting kicked off the night, and then I watched what happens. Like, what was? Hold on, Miles and Michelle will know this. Remember when I shared her reaction? To what happened? What did I say? I don't remember this. What did you say? I said she was full of shit, and I knew that there was no. I knew that she wasn't telling the truth. Turns out she's full oh. of shit, and she wasn't telling the truth. Someone oh, take yeah. it? Yeah, she, she was lying her ass off about that encounter. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lying conservative? Inconceivable! All right, we'll be right back oh, after dear. this. Music for this is, uh, we're gonna do regular Noel, just because I feel like it, and I'm a fucking adult with his own fucking radio station. Well, no, actually, technically, I am in charge of the radio station, but my own radio show. So, yep, regular Noel. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Feral humanoid, hyena-like and brown Slaughtering and eating flesh of the villagers in town No goodness or compassion resides in its heart Celebrating victory and then ripping your flesh apart Regular now, regular now Regular now, regular now Regular no, regular no, regular no, regular no. So much for civilization, the rampage has begun. Innocent bones shall be broken, villagers on the run. Fight their arms, eat their kids, love spears at their back. 
Sacrifice to Yinagu, become Lord of the Back. Regular now, regular now. Regular now, regular now. Regular now, regular now. Regular now, regular now. Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mic Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today, we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in to the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. 
We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Everything is actually running smoothly for a change. I shouldn't say anything. That's bad luck. But anyway. <laughs> maybe it's because Kenny's not here. That's not good if that's the case. But anyway, uh, join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, representing Timey and Wimey, Miles and Michelle Legon. <laughs> that's us. Oh, we've got so. Oh, that's right. I forgot to say. Joe Santoris is going to be joining us to talk Doctor Who shop. Right. Some great stuff coming out of Comic Con. That's like the one thing from Comic Con we're gonna talk. We're gonna cover. And uh, joining us out of Missoula, Montana, representing Tiny and Wimey, Mister John Kendall. I will be playing the role of Doctor Matthias Medical School for this segment. Very good, I guess. How, how are the war cats? Oh, they're naughty little boys. They <laughs> just turned to uh, July 9th. Um, so they're... They're... Uh, we, there was a little incident, like... Uh, we went to my parents' house uh, July 12th. To go to uh, Helena for my cousin's birthday, or not birthday, uh, wedding on uh, Friday the thirteenth, and uh, they Who gets do not get along. On Friday with... the thirteenth. Yeah, if you knew Corinne, you uh, would be like, "Yep, that's a thing." That's so, classic um, Corinne, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's classic Corinne. So, like, we we go home and. Uh, of course, we take the boys with us. So, uh, um, my parents' cat uh, does not like uh, the boys. And all three of them are, are males. Boots and Snowflake are fixed, but um, my parents' cat isn't. And there was a lot of drama between the three of them. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I see. That's yeah. At least you don't have the property damage we had. Yeah. Well, this one is <laughs> just like late night screaming matches at each other. Um, like the 
the day before we came back to Missoula, um, there was a little scuffle between Boots and uh, Venus, and it was like, because I, I was in the bathroom washing my hands, and all of a sudden, like, uh, Boots and Venus are, you know, apart, and the screaming starts, and then they started going after each other, so... We would kennel one of the cats, and then it's like, um, is it is it okay to kennel a cat like over? I mean, a period of like four hours because they are not getting along. Like Snowflake was nowhere to be seen. You know, it was just Boots and Venus that were uh, going after each other that night. Hmm. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, cats are very forgiving. <laughs> Actually, it's it's funny that you bring it up because Boots and Snowflake are very forgiving. Like, even though he was kenneled, like, um, when my sister brought him back, um, down to Missoula, uh, they were like, they got out and were running around and stuff. And when we got home, you know, they were very loving. Yeah, um, ours do the same thing, although you can't leave anything that they can destroy where you're locking them up. <laughs> we found that out the hard way, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Snowflake, he's got a uh, taste for plastic. That's weird. My, a so couple of mine have that, too. Yeah. They love chewing on plastic. Silly kitties. Yeah, you heard what happened with our range top, huh, John? I think I heard about it. Yeah. Um, like, there was a cat, and it knocked something over and shatter and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're still All waiting right. for it to come in the mail. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to be Monday. It was supposed to be actually Thursday, but they called the warehouse. They hadn't even shipped it yet, so... Those lazy back, bums. Back, back ordered. Yep. So we will get it when we get it. So I'm doing a lot of grilling and a lot of toaster oven stuff. And, you know, the big oven can work, too. It's just that I can't cook anything on top of the stovetop right now. Right, right. All right. Let's get back to this. Um, so let me open up the card again. I'm a professional. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard, but, uh, we caught us a Russian spy. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Maria Butina is her name. I'm way oh, over-prepared. Dear. I am way over-prepared for this, for this she, she, show. She is in so much trouble. Uh, she got caught doing what basically the Rosenbergs got executed for. And I can tell you this, whatever deal she cuts, she better pray involves being able to stay in the United States because if she gets sent back to Russia, her body will be in a, in a Moscow gutter before the day's end. Well, here's the, oh, go ahead, hon. Even in the United States, she's going to have to have food tasters for life. I, I, you know Just what? saying. I know a very secure place where she can live out the rest of her days. Supermax prison. 
she she doesn't have to worry about food tasters. She doesn't worry about so, getting shanked. Here's the concern she has. If she stays quiet and doesn't do anything, she's just prosecuted and you know whatever. And if they if the Russians pull some shenanigans and just arrest some schlub and say, hey, we want to make a prisoner exchange, you know, you know, Trump can say, hey, make a prisoner exchange. I don't know. That, that that's they 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 might try to squeeze her out. If she squeals, if she breaks, yes, then she's in trouble. Putin has a record of taking people out that do that crap. Oh, she's going to so, break. She's going to break. Okay. I guarantee I, you I she's going to she break. Would. She's going to break. I guarantee you. This is Robert fucking Mueller, the man who broke the mob. I hear you. I'm Mueller, hoping she does. She's going to sing like a canary. Um, but uh, she was, I mean, this she she infiltrated the NRA... Um, she yep. was basically running what is in the spy trade a honeypot. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I dug up this handy clip from Archer that will explain what a honeypot is. Oh my God. Now, I know you're familiar with the honeypot. Seducing and blackmailing a hot female enemy agent. I love the honeypot. I'm sure you do. Uh, well, in this case, it was a hot female agent seducing men. But right. you get the you get the premise, right? That's why it's yeah, called a honeypot, I, I, or a, you know, uh, how do you call it? A, a pot of honey. Um. So she's been, you know, she's been she infiltrated the prayer breakfast and was breakfast and was using that. I mean, that's the thing is that Putin one of Putin's thing one of Putin's things has been to weaponize radical Christianity in Russia. That's what the whole anti-gay bill was about was about whipping up anti-LGBT sentiment and using that to guarantee his re-election. Um but here she is at a Trump town hall. Maybe, maybe uh, Schittler got stuck in that honeypot, John. Really? You sound incredible. You want me to think about Trump being seduced? Well, you know, how do you think Melania got her green card? Come on, let's all be honest. Melania fucked her way to a green card. I, 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 I still don't want to think about Trump getting laid. Okay, that that is fair. I, yeah, I don't like that term, but it's uh, she she married away to a green card, definitely. And I have no pity for her anymore after all the shenanigans she's been pulling fucking, lately. So a, go ahead, Adam. Fucking, use what a, you need to say. <laughs> you're not she, saying that Bettina slept with Trump. Uh, well, she was at this, at this town hall, and that's what she was doing with other people in organizations. She was trying to, you know, I mean, again, do I have proof? No. But again, okay. she was basically running a honeypot operation. Oh, yes. Yes, and she, she was and doing she, that. And she shows up at a Trump town hall, and Trump seemed very sympathetic to her. You know, uh, I'm no rain man, but I can do this math. Just saying. Can I prove it? No. But, I mean, that's what she was doing everywhere else she was going. So, is it really out out there to say, 
maybe Trump was one of her targets. It's 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 within the realm of possibility. It's Thank, that plausible. that was exactly the words I was going to use. It, it's within the realm of possibility. Look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe yeah. Trump wasn't one of the people who was dipping his pen in Putin's ink. But there's like pictures of her with that uh, Sheriff Clark guy, that piece of crap. Yeah. And uh, Walker, Governor Walker. Walker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, Santorum. Oh really? Yeah. Beautiful. She. Yeah. All right. Here is a uh, 2015 town hall. And this ties to what we were talking about in the first segment because he's always like, oh, you know, again, he he says in that he says he didn't know Putin that first in those first few clips. I don't know. I didn't know Putin. There was no Russian collusion. OK, it doesn't matter if you know him. It matters that you sold your fucking country out just so you could outdo the black man. I look, I don't have to know. I'm I'm not, I'm speaking hypothetically here. I'm not being serious. That if I wanted to sell out Miles, I don't have to know Michelle. You get what I'm saying? I don't have to know Michelle. You know, Michelle's hobbies are are role playing and petting her cats. I don't have to know that stuff. Yeah. I just have to know that she is an end to get what I want. All right. Let's get to the clip. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. I'm from Russia. So ah, my question. Putin. Good friend of Obama, Putin. My he question. He likes Obama a lot. Go ahead. My question will be about foreign politics. Okay. If you would be elected as a president, what will be your foreign poli- politics, especially in the relationships with my country? And do you want to continue the politics of sanctions that are damaging of both economy, or you have any other ideas? Okay. Obama gets along with nobody. The whole world hates us. You know, it's an amazing thing. You look at Mexico. They hate us. They hate our leadership. And yet, they're making a fortune. China hates us. China's building ports in the, in the South China Sea. We could never do a thing like that because we'd have to get environmental impact statements, okay? So we don't. I jokingly said to a friend, do you think they got an environmental impact statement when they did? What a fucking asshole. It's the exact opposite. Everyone loved Obama because he was a class act, except for, curiously enough, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un. Everyone loved Obama. They respected him because he owned up to America's mistakes during the Bush administration. Yeah, he... he, (laughs) It's such projection. He he has to talk down Obama because, well, he'll never live up to him. That's yeah, not for sure. There, spoiler alert, Shetler. There is literally nothing you could do to ever amount to half of what President Obama is. But let's get back to the part about where she was leading Trump with this See very what I'm key pot of question. honey. Pot of honey. I'm I'm getting back to where she was talking about the sanctions and she led with how that hurts both economies so it only makes sense to just get rid of it you know this kind of uh, leading of uh, you know softballing where and and Trump I'm surprised Trump didn't 
respond to that. He he's just talked about he started bad mouthing allies instead of you know pro talking up getting rid of the sanctions. It's an interesting yep. uh, you know. But he, wait, he there's the more. Allies. Go ahead. So China hates us, and yet they're making it. Everybody hates us, and yet they make money with us. With me, we're going to make money on them, and they're going to like us. I know Putin, and I'll tell you what, we get along with Putin. Putin has no respect for President Obama. Big problem. Big problem. And Russia has been driven. You know, I've always heard, for years I've heard, one of the worst things that can happen to our country is if Russia ever gets driven to China. We have driven them together with the big oil deals that are being made. We've driven them together. That's a horrible thing for this country. We have made them friends because of incompetent leadership. I believe I would get along very nicely with Putin, okay? And I mean where we have the strength. I don't think you'd need the sanctions. I think that we would get along very, very well. I really believe that. I think that we would get along with a lot of countries that we don't get along with today, and we'll be a lot richer for it than we are today. We can make our country great again and, and get along with people. All right. Uh, Vegeta, Prince of the Saiyajin, can we get an analysis of his lying level? It's over 9,000! <laughs> that is a very large lie level. I mean, I love this. this is, we're going to get so much use out of this. Oh, bullshit. Oh! <laughs> There's somebody going ooh at the end of that. Yeah, because oh. I couldn't, I couldn't cut it off. Okay. Uh, it's Ro it's from Rob Paulson's show, Talking Tunes. Oh, all right, that's fine. I was just, I thought I'd heard something, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, nope, you weren't hearing things. You heard, you heard right. But uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, wow, I thought I had issues. It's going to be interesting. I mean, if they, if, yeah, if she breaks, oh my oh, God. Oh, she is going to break. I'm telling you, Mueller is an expert. He knows exactly what he's doing. And even if this is, say, a state thing, you don't think the state is going to let Mueller take a crack at her? I... Uh, what state, specifically? I'd imagine New York, but I I suspect it's federal. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I mean, she's just been arrested. There's no indication of a criminal case yet. Well, <laughs> she's... She's no, no longer allowed to flee the country. That's no bail. That's no, it. I've heard I... that the Russian embassy asked to see her. Ha 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 ha! Yeah? Yeah? No. If the Russian embassy gets to see her, she'll be dead in an hour. I guarantee well, it. I guarantee it. Why do you think they want to see her? They want to kill her. They want to kill her. Putin has a history of this shit. It's a pattern of behavior. I guarantee you that if we say, all right, the Russian embassy can go see her, she will be dead of polonium poisoning within a week. Well, yeah, like, anybody that has ever crossed Putin or thought about 
crossing Putin gets the polonium. Like yeah. the uh, the man and woman in uh, Britain, the, well, no, the guy that was, is still that was in Novachuk. That was Novachuk. Oh, but they were didn't it, like. Yeah, didn't, like, one oligarch get poisoned, but he actually survived? I think it was, like, ricin poison or something, and he was just so horribly scarred and pockmarked, and he lost all of his money, and it was really, really horrifying. Yeah, I mean, but that's what Putin does. You know, like I said, it is a pattern of behavior. I'm just looking forward to it. I am really looking forward to it. So, all right. Uh, so let's get going to break, and then when we come back, oh, we are going to have some fun because uh... shit. Oh, that was close. I almost canceled. Well, shit's my... not fun. No, no, no. I, I almost, I almost closed. <laughs> now, my... don't uh... it, it, it properly used. <laughs> <laughs> monkeys, monkeys seem to think it's fun. See. Actually, or like, have you ever had a, like a satisfying poop? Like, you know, you just go into the bathroom and relax, and it's just a. <laughs> I actually, I actually was listening to a monkey expert the other day on John Fibblesang's show, and she says monkeys really do not shit in their palms and throw it. What they will do, however, is get in the trees up on top and above you and poop down on you from there, and they'll. Oh, on great. You as well. Thanks for ruining a perfectly <laughs> good joke, Fugle saying, you bastard. Well, there there is a thing called, uh, I just saw this on uh, Today I Learned in, on Reddit, like, last week or something, that, like, um, a relaxing poop is actually a thing. Like, there's a point where you're like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Well, it, it, it can, there are some that are good, and then there are the ones, you know, we got that tiny bit left and you can't squeeze it out. You know what I'm talking about, right? All right. I think we need to... Uh, well, yeah. To, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this one's for the record books. <laughs> this radio show. Woo! <laughs> hey, we will, we will not be outdone by Kenny's show yesterday, so bring it. <laughs> oh, yeah. What were they talking about? Oh, they mentioned penis so many times. They do that every show. Well, they they went over the top on this one, but yeah. They go over the top every show. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Before we go to break, I got to share this. Mary Elizabeth McGlynn liked my tweet. I said, at Nerds Vote, when I asked about representation at AWA, you guys didn't have to send Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. I mean, that's awesome, but still. (laughs) Woot. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> Thank Way to you, suck Mary up, Elizabeth. dude. You nailed it. <laughs> so that's that's uh so, oh and there's a there's um a, a fantasy book that I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm very interested in. Uh, oh, you want to tell us about it after the break? Well, I'm gonna have to find the tweet first because apparently right, after the break. Can't you find the tweet during the break? Well, what if he has to poo? All right, all right, I found it, I found it. No, I don't. <laughs> all right, we're going to break. We'll be right back after this with uh, Janine Perro's really bad, no good day on The View. 
We'll be right back for hour number two here. Uh, oh, Joe Santoris up on the next hour. So we, we'll, prob- we'll probably do some crossover with that. We're pro- this is probably going to be the whole hour. And then we'll do Doctor Who. And then I promise we will end with some funny. I guarantee. I'm like, I'm, you know, like the, like the uh, suits guy. I guarantee it. We'll be right back after this. That's not good. Please stand by. What the hell happened? Okay. Well, that's weird. And welcome back to Mike Check Radio. Hold on. I know you don't smoke weed. I know. Uh. What the hell? Da 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 da. Well, uh, one hold, please. Okay. Well, this sucks. Something's definitely very wrong. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Attention, people of Earth. Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy.
and I just, I just, re- uh, wow, we're back. I just realized my mic was hot the entire time, but that's okay. All I did was drink uh, some of my wa- my flavored water. But anyway, we're back for hour number two here on Mike Trek Radio. Joining me, as always, are uh, the wonderful, and I pres- I assume beautiful city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM herself, Michelle Legon. It is a city. I will give you that. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Also joining us on the Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, a.k.a. Karnak, the amazing Karnak, Mr. Miles Lagon. Hi! And sitting in for all three hours, joining us, taking time out of his busy schedule during his summer sabbatical out of Missoula, Montana, Mr. John Kendall and his war cats, Boots and Snowflake. During this segment, I will be Captain Sham. But you are definitely not Count Olaf. Is that what you're saying? I am definitely not Count Olaf. That is your story, and you are sticking to it. After the orphan's massive fortune. That is your story, and I admire that you're 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 devoted to that story. I am not how you say fake news. Oh shit! And I just realized. I didn't start the new recording. Well, I, I it's recording on the backup, so we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. We're okay, right? All right. Uh, so let's get to this because, uh, first of all, I gave my word I wasn't going to talk about what happened with James Gunn. I'm still pretty pissed. I'm not going to talk about it. Other than to say I think Disney made a big mistake that they're going to regret soon as soon as D- James Gunn gives himself a very good lawyer. Um, but, you know, conservatives have a new tactic, which is, you know, um, which is, I mean, they, they, they basically provoke fights and they go run to their safe spaces and whine like little babies. And that's why I love this, what we're about to go through. Like I said, this is going to take the better part of this hour just because there was so much because she wasn't satisfied to go whine to Sean Hannity once. No, she had to go whine to Sean Hannity twice over 12 minutes. I actually law um I actually cut a 12 minute clip in half. I was able, you know, so So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play her, what she was telling Sean Hannity the, the short the short 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 version. To paraphrase the guy from um, uh, Spaceballs. The non-suicide-inducing portion. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, and then we're gonna play what actually happened on the View. Nice. And w- what you know, Whoopi Goldberg's side of the story, and then we'll play more of her whining to Sean Handy because she's a little diaper baby who apparently needs to be changed. Um, and I had it. Uh, hold on, sorry, I gotta pull up the uh, pull up the article that ha- that has the stuff that Whoopi couldn't say on the air. Uh, but all right, so let's start with uh, what Janine Pirro was uh, telling uh, the Incredible Sulk Sulk. Listen! And where is it? 
Oh, for fuck's sake. Please stand by. Okay. Okay, I found it. Here we go. I think this is it. Uh, cut. Uh, let's make sure this is cut one. All right, yeah, cut one. Go. And the the. No, that's not it. <laughs> that's it. Anything going on in your life today? Um... <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, Sean. Uh, I got an invitation to go on the View to talk about my new book, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, and I accepted the invitation. I was happy to respond to their request. Uh, there was one segment which I thought was rather civil. I mean, they clearly are of a particular bent. Uh, but it was in the second segment that uh, you just played where I literally was thrown off the set. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, you know, basically said, I'm done. She pulled the plug off and walked away. But it didn't end there, Sean. And I think the sad part about all this is that, you know, I said in the first segment, we need to start talking to each other. We need to start having a conversation. People who ostensibly hate each other. Well, you could start by being not an asshole. I know. Brilliant. Weird concept, right? That's why I make my friends. I don't be an asshole towards them. Most of the time. No, that comes later on. Well, I also do buy them classic SNES RPGs such as Final Fantasy V and VI. And the hell! You never bought me anything, you douche. Would you like copies of Final Fantasy V and VI? Only if I can throw them in the trash. That is why I oh. didn't get them for you! How come I was mouthing those very words as John was saying them? I knew what he, I knew yeah. exactly what John was going to say, and I have, to, I, I have to disagree though. They're, they're not trash worthy. I've been enjoying them. They're kind of fun. Because Michelle, I'll explain it to you. Because Miles isn't your real soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John, if okay. you, if you will play, if you want it, and you'll play it, I will buy you Final Fantasy five and six because they're they are extremely cheap right now, and they are beautiful, beautiful video games. But if you're just gonna not play them, I'm, I, I, I'm gonna spend my money on me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I probably wouldn't play them, because I've got too many video games that I haven't played, and, like, I still haven't beaten, or I I played, like, half an hour of God of War, and I haven't played it since. You must be getting ready for Darksiders 3. Um, I'll probably buy that, and I probably... I, I never beat the first one, because that goddamn... Fucking spider bitch, boss. God damn. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. All right, cut two. And they told me, you know, don't go on the view. Nope. 
God damn it, that is the wrong clip again. And the irony is that I said that about two minutes before she started. And I, I, I just felt that today was a microcosm of what is happening in America as the left suffers from this Trump derangement syndrome, shuts the well, right down, doesn't allow you to talk. She asked me a question and then yells at me, yells about Donald Trump, yells about, and when I try to answer, she continued to yell. But it didn't end there, Sean. What happened was I realized the segment was over. I got up uh, and I, I just I'm going to pause there. Pay very close attention to this. She is saying now that she knew her time was up. And the mm -hmm. other clip with Sean in the other set of clips from Sean Handy, she claims she was thrown off. We'll get to those later started I left the stage going downstairs and I saw her and I had to walk by her and I said whoopee I fought for victims my whole life something like that and she started cursing at me what did she, she say tell, tell everybody what she me. said without saying it she said all right so she's making a, a pretty gross accusation against Whoopi Goldberg um, and, and like I said, Miles and Michelle will attest that when I, this was, I found this, cl this clip first. I didn't know, I didn't see that what happened uh, until, at, until I knew, you know, she was whining about this and lying about Whoopi Goldberg. And then I found out, then I found the, the, the video from The View. And I saw this and I said, she's full of shit. I knew she was lying. And, you know, the video of what happened on The View proves it. But again, she is saying she knew her time was up. She will later contradict herself. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be shocked about that, John, that she would contradict something she said. I'm so shocked I couldn't even find my mute button in time. <laughs> but uh, anyway, here is the uh, next cut. Blank you. F you. F you. And I said, Whoopi, did you just say F you? I mean, I was. she was right here. And then she said, get the F out of this building. And she yelled at me again, get the F out of this building. And I, I felt like I was less than dirt. I, I couldn't believe are, that I... That's because you are less than dirt. You are less than dirt. You're a filthy traitor who deserves every bit of scorn and hate you get. You know, I, I, I'm wondering if, um, you know, how uh, certain right-wing people are being shamed at restaurants and whatnot. I wonder if, if this is going to stop or if it's going to slow down. I, I honestly, honestly wonder that. See, but th see, this validates that that technique of shame and guilting. They don't like it. No, they so, don't. So she goes scurrying to her safe place on Fox News and whines to Sean Hay about how love to play the victim. How how mean Whoopi Goldberg was. Goldberg did admit that she kind of lost her cool. Uh, so. but uh, you know what? If she's if that if that. I almost said the word I said I wouldn't say on this network. If this asshole was wagging her finger in, in my face 
and telling me I suffer from Trump derangement syndrome like she was doing to Whoopi, my reaction would have been to grab the finger and slowly push it back until it broke. I, I'm not saying that this woman didn't deserve what Whoopi did. I'm just saying that Whoopi did admit that she lost her cool. And, okay, she had every right to. She went on that show specifically. That's their new technique. Go there, stir the pot, run away. she wasn't invited. What? She wasn't invited. She she was invited. Yeah, she was invited, and she went in there knowing exactly what she was going to do, which is stir the pot. And then run away like a little baby and, and say she's the victim. That's what they all do. That's what they do. They either find something in your past that they can take out of context and use to get you fired, or they provoke you to anger and then make themselves out to be the victims. Those are their two new techniques, because they can't touch us on the issues. They can't touch us on the facts. There are two sides to every story, what the conservatives said and what the truth is. The rest of the clip. Then I went there to have a conversation. I got well, thrown off the set, more. thrown out of the building. And as I walked away, she's yelling at me, get the F out of this building. Sean, it's sad. What these people you know, have turned into is sad. What is happening? Well, what's happening is they can't handle that they lost. Um, they can't seem to handle that the world's changed. The worst part, I think, for those on the left is that the president's success is is causing them to go even more insane because remember there was supposed to be this big blue tidal wave um but the economy is setting record numbers i can't wait till the end of the next week i think we got second quarter gdp estimates are it's going to be pretty good maybe even as high as four percent right um which you know barack obama never had in eight years of his presidency 13 million more americans on food stamps eight million more in poverty yeah and the president's getting results Go fuck yourself, Sean. Fuck you. One thing I will say about um, when they cry and whine saying about how unfair we're being to Trump. I, there are times when I want to, and I'm looking forward to the moment when I can employ this. And I will say, yeah, you're right. I am totally being unfair to Trump. I am, I am here to destroy everything that he does and I don't care how much I have to lie, steep, and shield to accomplish that. And so when they come at me and saying, aha, you're being unfair, you're being this, or you're being that, da, 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 and I'll just respond, ah, now you know how we feel about how you treated Obama. So I don't really care about the right wing, you know, you know, taking the high ground is one thing, but when you're dealing with a, a, a fully embedded uh, right wing Trumpster that is unapologetic, that will not turn... I don't care. You know, at this point, I don't care what they, you know, I, I, I really don't care. I mean, if I'm dealing with a, a, a person that is legitimately, you know, let's just say depressed, someone that just says, no, no matter what I do, it doesn't whatever. And now they're seeing, now that they're experiencing Trump, they're like, you know what, this ain't working out. And I'll, I will work to engage them and try and bring them over and just like, look, you know, there is a way out of this and I will try and bring them over to our side and vote and all that good stuff. I know I I have enough strategy in in my games that I play that I know how to do that. But when there's someone that can't be turned, oh God, I get mean. Really mean. 
Sorry. <laughs> but for some reason, Michelle still loves me and pretends I'm her soulmate. Oh, we all love you, Mouse. All right, here's uh, here's the next cut. But there's no doubt it's a divided country. I've known Whoopi for years. I'm, I've watched the show. It's it, Frankly, it's become unwatchable. And the you. ratings are way, way down from what it used to be. And the fact that they can't have a civil conversation with you is part of the reason. Well, you know, Sean, I have co-hosted that show in the past. And during the break between the first and second segment, I looked over at Whoopi and I said, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. And I said, you know, are you still doing something that we used to do together? And she said no. And then I turned to Anna Navarro from CNN. No one told me someone from CNN was going to be a host, which I thought was kind of fascinating. I hope you said fake news. <laughs> yeah, and I hope Anna Navarro punched you in the face. There's, there's something has been bothering me here for a second, and I finally figured out rem or remembered what it was. That the last, not this clip, but the last one you played, um, they brought up um, food stamp rate higher. But what they don't go into is the states that rely on it more than others. Yeah, they never mention it's all red states. Yeah, that the yeah. red states. They, the, they, they don't want that fact out there. No, that the majority, the majority of people on food stamps are white people. That we have people fighting our wars who are so underpaid that they need to be on that their families need to be on food stamps. Well, not just that, but you know, like wages uh people you know people that take care of veterans like caregivers and stuff you know cnas that work through agencies or whatnot you know they're on food stamps you know it's just it's just a clusterfuck of like you know what about ism in regards to obama like oh ha 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 you know X amount of people on food stamps, you know, thanks to Obama. Thanks, Obama. But they don't say, they don't out and like say what states. Not just that, but, like, there's something wrong with making sure people are properly fed. Like, that's something to be ashamed of. Like, that's bad. And, and the reason why all these a lot of people are on food stamps is because the companies that they're working for don't give them enough hours and don't give them enough benefits to you know, and, and pay. It's, it's, you know, and you can't blame that on the government. The government's the one that's actually trying to help the people. Yep. All right. Here's the and next it's ridiculous. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the next cut. And, you know, I tried a conversation to have a con and all of a sudden when we came back into the second block, it was all hell broke loose. And and I have to tell you, Sean, we deserve better. We deserve better than to be berated because we hey, may judge, support the president. Judge, look at what happened to Pam Bondi, Secretary Nielsen, Sarah Sanders. Yep. Look at look at the covers that I just showed our audience in my opening monologue tonight. Um, severed heads, dead presidents at the end of escalators now. It yeah. is the left is unhinged. They don't have a plan to offer the American people. All they have is innuendo, uh, name calling, the typical playbook, racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. 
They don't have any agenda to improve the lives of people. But it's not scary, a good time to be a Democrat. The, the and, scary and that's, part is everything he said he's guilty of. Well, yeah. I, and, and, I would like not, to say I want uh, give me a moment. I, I would like to say that I, I want the Democratic Party to offer something more than just say we're not Republicans. In that one respect, I'd say, yeah, you know, we're failing to, you know, reach the American voter. You know, we got our side locked down, but, you know, really. Here's here's Go the ahead, thing. Here's, here's the thing. I, I, I get what you're saying, Miles, and I, I appreciate that. And I think you have a point. But when we have a president who is basically a Russian asset, we shouldn't need more than we're not him to win. Uh... It's the economy, stupid. I I I agree with Miles here and um like and you know this is a thing that like Rob said too you know back in the day is like you know Democrats need more than oh no you know we're not Trump you know they need more they need but like, my point is look when at he's the, that bad this bad we shouldn't. Oh, he's that bad. It's obvious now. But there comes a point. There obvious. comes a point where we have to say, "Look, he is a Russian asset. He puts the ass in asset. He's clearly under Putin's thumb." And you know what? If you're not a patriotic American, we don't want you. Oh God. Oh God. Please don't do the the our our way or the highway method, Adam. Don't do the you're either with us or against us thing. Uh, you are, so you are either with America or you are with Russia. The 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 ultimatum stuff, Adam. It really is a turnoff. I get it. I get that our country's in trouble, but the message, the tone. Yeah, it's it's. Like it's what the Republicans do too. Like, you know, I'd rather be you know talk about hope and let's get what we can do rather than the fear mongering. I don't want to do their tactic. Well, except that there is a legitimate concern. If we lose this election, America's done. I guarantee there is legitimate concern. I just don't want that to be our sole message. It's a pretty compelling message. Agreed. I don't want it to be the only one. I want to talk yeah. about welfare. I want to talk about raising minimum wage. I don't want to go, oh, look, this guy All right, but what's, people. What is realistic right now? What is realistic right now? Trump isn't is going to young... raise the minimum wage. I guarantee you he's going to veto any bill we put that raises the, the minimum wage. So? Like, you can run on a message. Look at the young woman in fucking New York, uh, Ocasio, Alexandria. Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, Cortez. She she went to every goddamn door. She knocked on the door. I bet she came across Trump supporters in New York. She sat down. She talked to them. She had a message. I'm done talking to these fuckers. Adam, well then, you're... Honestly, that's where you're fucking up. I mean, I, I find it fucking weird because my dad... You know, full disclosure, I love my father, you know, even though him and I disagree um, on I'd love to things. keep talking about this, but the time is a little bit. Yep. I think Joe might be waiting. Yeah, he is. Ow. Like, like, my father voted for Trump. However, 
him and I can sit down and have a conversation. Like, that's what we need to do. Sit down, have a conversation. It doesn't matter, you know, that if they're stuck, just sit there and talk about fucking policy instead of, oh, you voted for Trump. You're a racist, sexist, homophobe, you know, whatever. Well, it helps just... if they weren't those things. Oh, thanks, Adam. That's really contributing. I call it like I see it. Can we get to the part where Joe joins the show? Yes. Ow. My knee's acting up. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Light out, everybody. 
Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we're back. Joining me, as always, out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Ligon, the GM Galaxy Mystery. Hello, what's the word? Pain. (laughs) Also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Ligon. Hello, hello. And sitting in for all three hours, taking time off from his busy schedule of nothing this summer, out of Brazil, Montana, Mr. John Kendall. Uh, I will now be playing Detective... Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, God! I lost! Fuck! Coach Genghis. Coach Genghis. Coach Genghis, yes. Who was definitely not... Count Olaf. Uh, <laughs> Count Olaf in disguise after the Baudelaire Orphan's massive fortune. And finally, out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, Joe Santorsha, the Tim Cormall Show. I have no idea what John just said. But hi. Uh, he's referencing hey, the series on Unfortunate Events, which is uh, a delightful series on Netflix. Uh, Lemony Snicket's a series of Unfortunate Events on Netflix. Um, every arc, like which is two episodes, uh, Count Olaf goes, uh, he has a disguise. Um, he's been Matthias Medical School, uh, Jessica haircut, just, and, like, the running gag is, like, you know, this new introduced character is in no way Count Olaf in disguise. It, Joe, basically, in essence, what just happened is it's John trying to show Michelle how he is more of a, uh, soulmate to Michelle than I am. Well, I mean, it's good to have a, an interpreter, um... You've like, seen those like frogs that Trump blow up their necks, their the waddles on their neck. We could do it, Joe? you know, live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, here I am. I'm the old man in the group. Remember, you have, yeah. to, talk. You have to speak English to me. No, but I mean, let me put it this way: I have you've no seen, idea what you're talking about. You've seen those frogs that blow up the waddles in their neck to attract mates. Okay. 
That's okay, that's doing not right sexy, now. but I guess it works for frogs. <laughs> to a frog, it's I very sexy. I mean, I would sexy. never blow my neck up for a girl. Okay. To a frog, it's very sexy. I don't. That's frogist, Joe. Huh? I'm, a, I'm an anti-frogite. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll admit it right on the air. I'm an anti-frogite. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I spread all the uh, stereotypes. Like, if you touch one, you're going to get warts. Well, that's Toadite, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's Toadite. Uh, Mario in his frog costume would be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an anti-frogite. I'm, right. I'm anti-cane toads, so there we go. Aren't those the ones that are poisonous to eat? Yes, they are. They kill I lots see. of uh, domestic animals down here. Lots of dogs and cats die from... Because I think Randy Rhodes' dog ate one once and almost died. Sam- Simon. Yeah, they're nasty little things. Well, they're big things, actually. Well, you know who's also a nasty thing? Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who? No, that's that's later. Oh. Calm down. Depends we'll on get your perspective to, that. to a Dalek. Well, okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> that is Dalekist. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? And I'm happy to be against Daleks. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a proud... All right. No, Janine Pirro, who, uh, okay, so we played what her reaction to what happened. I figured it would, it would be interesting. Let's get her side of the story first. And Joe, uh, my, yeah. my, when I found this story, my initial reaction was, and Miles and Michelle and John can verify this, quote, she's full of shit. Oh, that goes without saying. That's would you be Janine surprised Pirro. that I was, in yes. fact, right? And that she's full We know full that of going shit. in, so. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. We'll, we'll Adam stipulate was to yeah. the judge that she's full of shit. Yeah. Um, so here is here is the audio from what happened on the View, and it's like I said, if if it were my face, she was wagging her finger in. My reaction would be to would be to grab it and slowly bend it backwards until it snapped. Although it's a very bony finger, it might not. It would probably take a bit. But uh, Grandma's been hitting the booze again. So uh, here we go. Here's cut one. See in your new book called "Liars, Leakers, and Liberals." Now that title could be offensive to some. Um, <laughs> in no, today's I, age, I, you think? A lot of people. I thought you were describing the Trump White House: liars, leakers, <laughs> and liberals. <laughs> And why you wrote the book? Well, I wrote the book because uh, I have, I'm not an ideologue. I mean, I have been in the crime business for over three decades. And I think I said that before. And I know a con when I see it. And I think that what has happened in the last, I think that what has happened truly in the last campaign, pain and everybody needs to be concerned about that lady justice is supposed to be blind and when you start creating fake uh, investigations fake counterintelligence you saw it yourself with peter struck who comes out and basically says he hates the president and he's going to take care of everything they then go to a judge and get a warrant that's a problem for me the and it should be a problem can i ask you just have look i've been a judge i've signed those things the warrant was based on a fake document by an opposing candidate in a national presidential race prove it Prove the dossier is not true. You can't. 
so much of it has been proven to be true. But you know what? She's got no leg to stand on. She's just crying about, you know, my... You guys are making my side look bad. Like, yeah, no kidding. Well, let's uh, let's back you up a second. You don't need any help from us for, for, to look the, bad. Uh, the FISA warrant that was issued to survey Carter Page was not based on the dossier. No, P- it period. Was not. Okay, and the subsequent four times it was renewed was not based on the dossier. So I wish somebody on the view had corrected her. That she was lying out her ass mm-hmm. um, when she said those things. Yeah, no, I'm shocking. I'm shocked, just shocked that Janine Pirro would lie. Well, she said a few things that were absolutely incorrect. I mean, first of all, that they started a an investigation into Carter Page. Well, they, she said into the Trump campaign. It was Carter Page. And they had very good reason to survey Carter Page. Still do, actually. So that was lie number one. Lie number two was that it was started by Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok did not start the investigation. Okay, Peter Strzok was part of the investigation. And the inspector general found that in no way did his uh, attitude toward the Trump campaign, or Trump, uh, uh, shade his view as far as doing his job. So, lots of lying there by the judge. Did her neck explode like a frog when she um, said that? Because no. it should have. Yeah. All right, here's uh, here's cut two. This is what happens in not third only world based on that, countries. and you know that. I do know. So I, it is based you just on said that. you're not an ideologue. Yeah. Um, I'm not. And I am in law let enforcement. Me, let me ask you the question. Right and do, you think, um, do you think Donald Trump embraces and embodies conservative ideology? Remember, yeah. he used to be, uh, have a different position on pro choice, uh, he's imposing tariffs. He's against globalism. Do you think he is an ideologue that is faithful to conservative policies? You know, I'm not here to talk about what Donald Trump is and isn't. But you I talk about, about it. it. No, you got no, to answer the question. You want to talk about Donald Trump. You tell me what metric in this country is worse off. Unemployment is lower than it's been in 50 years. Minorities, Hispanics, African Americans have jobs. Hate crimes are worse off. Wait a minute. The GDP. GDP under Obama was barely one. We're going up to four. So you want to talk about no, hate? Yeah, I'm telling you about it. I for a but law I, for hate crime. I also. And she's lying again because the. Well, I mean, it wasn't as high as it, as it could have been, but the average GDP was like three. And there were some quarters, if you look at it in a quarterly, uh, there were some quarters that were almost four. Wrong again, Judge! Or as Princess Allura would say, oh wait, that's another joke Joe's not going to get, but I'm still going to play it. (laughs) That's my my new toy, Joe. Okay. I'm good. I'm Uh, catching on. I'm I'm catching on to the language. I'm sorry, I'm not like trying to to overwhelm you. Um, Yeah, that's right. But I do, I mean, uh, here's a good one that describes the... uh, uh, the you know she must have taken some some uh, shit no some some acid because and it's kicking in 
Whoa, the acid kicked in. <laughs> or she's on an Ambien binge. Ayo! See, you know, there's one I could relate to. Uh-huh. All right. So, again, this is not what she described to Sean Handy. They're being perfectly respectful to her, and she's basically insisting on squatting and taking a shit on Whoopi's stage. Who- Whoopi is, like the, like, the leader now of The View, right? She's, like, the, the lead... I don't watch The View, so... I don't either. Well, I've seen some of the episodes, but I don't know if she's a leader. She's very influential. I think Joy Behar is more of a leader. I see. See, and that's why Janine Pirro was so unhappy about this, is she didn't know Anna Navarro would be there. She tried uh, to spin it as, I didn't want to be with CNN because fake news, ha ha ha. No, she didn't want to be near Anna Navarro because she knew Anna Navarro would kick her ass armed with facts which is very dangerous to a conservative yeah facts are to a conservative joe what the cross is to a vampire yeah she um they needed a fact checker there actually because um the trend line on unemployment and black unemployment was heading down for the last seven years okay she lied again so that's 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 a total that's a total misrepresentation of the facts and the three and a half million jobs she says were created during the Trump administration is slightly lower than the last two years of the Obama administration. So <gasps> that's misleading. Yep. And she says we're headed toward 4%. There is no economist in this country who would tell you we're going to get 4%. No, that's just wishful thinking so they can say – so they can crow about being So she could say Obama. the number. But yeah. the number means nothing because I'm headed to being a billionaire. <laughs> so what? You're you're <laughs> always a billionaire to me, Joe. Thanks for yeah, coming thanks. tonight. Well, no problem. And I hope the George Soros checks get here. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I sent him another email saying I haven't been paid in the past one, two, three, four, six years. Yeah, and, he's in uh, what they call arrears. Yeah, he uh, he. I'm going to start charging him interest. I mean, from my dark overlord, he's not very dark, and he's definitely not an overlord. All right. Uh, anyway, back to the view, where and this, I think this is where she starts wagging her finger in Whoopi Goldberg's face. I think it's important, as we said, 89% of the Republican Party still supports him. He still has huge popularity in the country. And if Democrats don't get their you-know-what-together, he's certainly going well, to get reelected. Here's, here's, my, question know, for you, here's my question for you, because you talk about... You, you talk about I am not. I'm going to pause right there, because if, if Megan McCain is so confident he's going to get reelected then I want I want everyone who sits here going who sits here going around saying, hey, Trump's going to win in 2020. <laughs> Suck it, lip tired. All right. I challenge you to not vote in 2020. You're so mm-hmm. confident he's going to win. Put your money where your mouth is. I will commit to not voting because I'm confident Trump is going to get washed out in a landslide if you'll commit to not voting. Oddly enough, Miles, I don't get any takers on that. It's like they don't really believe he can win in a land. He he can win re-election. It's weird. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it's it's bad. I don't see. No, <laughs> no, no, not in I the mean, landslide. Not it's in one thing to get overconfident and say, "Oh, we've got this." Put kick back, put my feet up, eat some some 
Nestle Toll House chocolate chips. But I'm reasonably confident that we're going to win in 2020. There is oh, yeah. no no way, barring him finding an excuse, <laughs> excuse me, to call off the election, that he wins re-election. But anyway, back to the clip. I'm not, Judge. Nobody no, is. I, no, oh, yeah. Did you just point at me? Yes. Listen, I don't have Trump God. derangement. Let me tell you what I have. Okay. I have a lot of... I'm tired of people starting a conversation with Mexicans or liars and rapists. I'm tired of people starting a conversation about this country. Listen, I'm 62 years old. There have been a lot of people in office that I didn't agree with, but I have never, ever seen anything like this. I've never seen anybody whip up such hate. I've never seen anybody be so dismissive. Clearly, you don't watch the show, so you don't know that I don't suffer from that. Uh, you know, and, and I, it's like I said on Twitter this week, Trump derangement syndrome is a myth. It's something made up by conservative fascists to justify silencing legitimate dissent. There is I, no such thing as Trump derangement syndrome. It's, it's I... I, I... <laughs> I would just like to point out that they must have really been – I don't know how Meghan McCain can continue to be on that show and keep her head high. The audience is so obviously laughing at what she says, laughing and, at them, and, and it, it, it's an embarrassment. I mean, you, hear, you, hear, you heard the audience, right? Yeah. She's Hearing a joke. What, She's uh, a joke. Uh, you know, and, and, and when Piero was talking, you know, the audience is just like, yeah, not on her side, but. All right, we're going right. to skip the last clip from that, and we're just going to go straight to Whoopi Goldberg ta talking about what happened. Because, because it basically ends with Whoopi Goldberg saying, time's up, get off my stage. And Joe, in case you missed it, she goes to Sean Haney and says, oh, she was swearing at me and spitting on me, and she was so mean. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, that's my reaction too. I, I'd spit on her too. I, I yeah. Well, no, you know what? It's a waste. I'd of good spit, spit on Hannity too. So it's it, but it's a waste of good spit. Think of it as a donation to uh, the cause. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's cut one. So, unless you were under a rock yesterday, you know all about Janine Pirro's uh, appearance here on the show. Now, things got hot on the air, which you expect. That happens a lot. But I want to clear up what happened afterwards, because she talked about it on Fox News last night and Fox and Friends this morning or The Five or whatever it is. But she seemed to leave out some key points. Because I am shocked. So, well, she left a lot of pertinent stuff out and there were yeah. a lot of people backstage and i want to be very clear about what happened so there's a lot of spin that she's doing and i can't do anything about that but i can tell you what went on she was upset when she got here because anna navarro was here instead of joy and after the segment which ended when it was supposed to it was not early it was not late it ended when it was supposed to she then called everybody at the table a name i cannot repeat on tv and said it in front of the audience and according to Joe, my God, uh, she called the view panelists cocksuckers. That is courtesy. Mm. Of, that is courtesy of the New York Post. Mm. 
No bitterness there. Oh, that's entirely civil, isn't it? You know, um, I and I'm going to be honest. I believe Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Piero you, to me does not come across to me as a uh, genteel she knows, person. She knows that no one is going to say, you know, uh, you know what she told Hannity and what what has been reported are two different things. No, she went f- cry. You know, she went crawling back to Fox because she knew that they that the audience would you know eat whatever it is she spoon fed them, which in this case is, is complete and total. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, I don't see why anybody would believe her story. I mean, when she was on The View, I mean, look at all the times she lied just in the clips she played. She lied about Strzok. She lied about the FISA warrant. She lied about the unemployment rate. She lied about uh, the the number of people on on, uh, welfare. She lied about GDP. (laughs) I mean, should I go on? She didn't say a truthful thing the whole time she was on. No, she is a liar. Like I said, the whole thing about GDP was a lie because, you know, we have access to, you know, actual numbers. Yeah, well, the, 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 she, she said oh, and there were the highest number of people on welfare during Obama. Yeah, at the beginning of his administ- first administration, there was because I think something happened uh, in 2008. I like, think so. Like the like, Great like, Recession. Yeah, like like uh, that was caused know. by Republicans, and so there you go. I mean, I mean, she's talking about, and then toward the end of his second term, that dropped off dramatically. Why? Because of his administration. So, you know, she's a lawyer. Why would anybody believe her story over anybody's? Yeah. All right, we got we one last clip from this, uh, and then we got to go to break. But I, like I said, guys, I promise we'll be talking about Doctor Who next segment, and then we'll end the show with some funny. And I think John will remember some of what I'm playing. It's it's it, it's related to something we we play in the show, and it was and it's related to what inspired scripties. So all right, here's the last clip. When I came off stage, I went over there because I was a little hot. Okay, so I went to calm down. She came off. She could have just passed me. She didn't need to stop, but she stopped and put her finger in my face and yelled, I've done more for victims than you ever will. Then I said to her some few choice words I cannot repeat. (laughs) Yes, I did say it. I did say it. But I did not spit on her. I did not intimidate her. No one chased her out of here. But she did leave here. Cursing at the people who book the show. She cursed at the guys who do the security for the show. So I did say to her in the middle of all this, you and I have never had a problem before, you know. And then I had to go back to work to finish the show, which should tell you none of us were chasing her because we still had another segment to do. So So there you go. It It was all it was a lie. She lied. And I, you know what? I'm not going to say she bamboozled Sean Handy because I'm pretty sure Sean Handy knew she was lying too. Uh, but this is Sean Handy was her megaphone. Yeah, this is the new tactic of the right. Basically, go in, shit on the rug, and get out and claim you're the person they sh- that got shit on. Or, like I said, what they did to James Gunn: go through your history. Oh, we could take this out of context and use that to get you fired. 
Thankfully, everything I've done is public knowledge. There's nothing that could get Kenny to fire me. <laughs> so good luck with that, you right-wing retards. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it's sad, because they can't debate. They've got their talking points, and if it goes off script, they're screwed. Anyway, so apparently there's this big thing going on in San Diego. What, what's it called, Miles? I forget. I'm, I'm, I'm getting South forgetful. South Dakota Carbon Conference? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Oh, it's the other one. Yeah, San Diego Comic Con. Um, and we're, like I said, we're going to sit on most of it for next week. So we're going to do, uh, unless like I sift through everything, I'm like, we don't have three hours of material, which I find hard to believe. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, but we, since Joe is here, who is like the world's biggest Doctor Who fan, we are going to go through what came out of San Diego Comic Con about Doctor Who. And then, like I said, we're going to end on a high note. We're going to end with some serious funny. So, everyone, uh, we'll be right back after this for the final hour here on Mike Check Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The point I'm trying to make is that I am the most unpleasant, rude, ignorant, and all-round obnoxious arsehole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And now, on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. You know what makes me happy? Saying welcome back to Mike Check Radio, final hour. Quick programming note, just a reminder that if you, you will not hear Midnight Sun tonight, because that was last night, and I had a delightful time until 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm such a loser. <laughs> But uh, Kenny Pick will be DJing his after party on the network, uh, so be sure to tune into that. Anyway, joining me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Legon, mother of Loki, and hopefully soon yeah. Thor. Yeah. 
<laughs> one these days, one these days. But I just, yeah, you, you can't have Loki's one without the fine. other. You can't have one well, without the other. I can because I have four cats right now, and I don't well, want yeah, to fix at this moment. But I'm saying that when you when you, when you get a when when the time comes, there you go. Yeah, well, if if he's a blonde little kitty, I'll, I'll name him Thor, definitely. All right, thank you. I I appreciate you you uh, working with me on this gag. <laughs> All right, also joining me out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Dungeon Master Miles Lagon. Hello. And joining us for his, uh, like I said, taking time out of his extremely busy schedule of doing jack shit, Mr. John Kendall. Uh, I will be, that, that right now, I will be uh, Jessica Haircut, uh, who is in no way, shape, or form just Count Olaf in disguise after the Baudelaire Orphan's massive fortune. He's totally Count Olaf in disguise. All right, uh, but it's nice to have you back, John. <laughs> and finally, out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, home of the Harry Houdini Museum, which I did not know about until you mentioned it, Joe. Joe Santorsa! You didn't know about the Harry Houdini well, or about the museum? Well, I knew about Harry Houdini. I, I, <laughs> I know I know H.P. Lovecraft okay. ghost wrote for him. Sure, just uh, look it up on the internet. Google, do Google Church. You'll find the Harry Church. Houdini Museum in Spain. Yeah. Oh, no, I believe you. Yeah. Didn't you share? I looked it up when you mentioned it. I just didn't know it was there until you mentioned it. I yes. stupid. It's a landmark. <laughs> Mark. All right, before we get to Doctor Who, I got to share this story because I've been sharing it all week with friends at work. Um, and it's just, it's a laugh. It's a laugh. Uh, first of all, cats are trying to kill me. Joe, um, I may need to borrow one of your dogs to, to help with this problem, because if those cats team up, I am screwed. You've never seen dogs team up. <laughs> yeah, but dogs are man's best friend. Really? Not this man's. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man's best friend? Tell that to a fucking rotten pit bull with fucking fangs deep in a baby's face. Because that's what the owner taught it to do. I'm not getting into this discussion because we're going to laugh real quick. All right. So as everyone here knows, because I can't shut up about it, I am in a bi-weekly game with Miles, Michelle, Cat, and uh, our mutual friend Craig, who who I, I'm really enjoying working with, by the way, uh, Miles, Michelle. If, so, you know, let them know I'm actually very fond of him. Uh, so what was that Loki again? Yeah, he just slammed into the table beside the the couch. Yes, Silly he is in kitty. He, he he is in hyper mode at the moment. Is he so. is he okay? Oh, he's fine. All right. So where yeah. was? Oh, right, right. So um this this week we had our first level 3 session. Level 3, level 3. Um and <laughs> I, I have it was the most fun I've had in a very long time. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest about that. Um, so I kept rolling really high in perception checks, which meant Ari was Ari, my my summoner Arian, was seeing things that other people weren't. And at first, people just are you know, everything okay? Yeah, yeah, fine. 
Sandler thought, oh, our, our Elven Ranger thought, oh, he, he's just still recovering from our last adventure. Trio, our fighter, thought he was cr actually crazy. And by the time he got to our gnome shaman, the amazing Karnak, he was actually becoming convinced he was crazy. Because I've, I had two natural 19s in a row, Joe, which I, I know you're not a role player, but that's pretty damn good. To, you know, it even sounds good. I got yeah, two, two, two 19s <laughs> in a row. Yeah, two natural 19s. So, <laughs> that, that so even, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds great. Well, so I'm basically doing it like he is ha gradually having a nervous breakdown because he is becoming more and more convinced he really is crazy. Yeah, the the things he were see was seeing were not normal things. So when he was trying no. to explain them to other people, it kind of came off as being a little woohoo. Yeah, <laughs> and I would understand that if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, I saw something in this whirlwind," or or the wood winked at me. No, was it the fire that winked at him? It was the fire that winked the at wood. him. Right? The, the wood. The, the, the wood. wood. The, the wood winked yeah, at him. The, yeah, of the of the wagon. Yep. I, I w my response would be, uh, something, uh... Whoa, the acid kicked in. <laughs> so, of course, he finds out that, uh, no, everything was fine. He, he was actually seeing what he saw. And then he was given liquor. Now, in this world, Joe, there's no minimum drinking age. Right, Michelle? He's not going to get tossed in the pokey? No, it's, it's a medieval world. Drinking's fairly common. That's water I, is... That's what yeah. I thought. All right, so... He at first doesn't drink because, kid. And then he finally gets curious and drinks it. And I tell Michelle, I've got to do this because he has no experience drinking. I'm rolling a fortitude check. And then the dice fail me. I rolled an eight. <laughs> well, not to mention the stuff you were drinking was like the elven equivalent of Everclear. You yeah, know, but I'm just, but I'm just saying that. Stuff. But, I mean... I was getting 17, 18, 19, 19, 8. I knew I was going to fail that roll unless I got a natural 20. I, it, there was just no way. So he ends up three sheets to the wind, giggling like a lunatic, laughing at stuff that shouldn't be laughed at, and what we just said he passed out when we broke for the night. So there we go. That's the story. That was the most fun I've had in forever. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> and poor Joe is like, what did I sign up for tonight? Well, oh, I, I knew what I signed up for. <laughs> all right. I'm all right. <laughs> so, Adam, was yes. that more fun than potentially talking to a girl at AWA? Um... I will say it probably wasn't as fun as potentially talking to Steve Bloom, voice acting legend extraordinaire, and oh. possibly talking to, to possibly talking to our girl at AWA. Joe, long story short, I promised John I would talk to a girl at AWA for how long is it? At least five minutes? At least five minutes and challenge mode. Do not bring up politics. And here we go. I'm going nuclear. If I, if you do not do this, um, and Miles and Michelle, uh, if they'll be there to corroborate your story. If you don't do it, I will not come back to my check radio. What? 
nuclear no. option. No, 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 no. Uh -oh. This is not part of the deal. This is not part of the deal. No, 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 no. You don't get to change the deal once it's been made. We had a deal. You're sticking to the deal. Sounds like an well, Adam, like a, you know, it's my deal. You are you saying I can, add, I can add stipulations to this all I want to because it's my creation. He's totally pulling a Vader, Joe. He's telling I mean, what's the big deal? He's betting that you're going to talk to a girl. He's saying no, 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 girl. No. He's going to leave the show. Ever, ever since he's done, he's gone to these nerd, unwashed nerd conventions. Mm -hmm. I hold always... on. My personal hygiene at these conventions is is perfectly fine. Thank you very much. Now, let me finish. Anyway, the the deal is ever since he's since I've known Adam, like. And every time he's gone, he goes to these stupid nerd conventions. He gets like his in his own world. And so the first one that he went to, I'm like, dude, I just want you for like getting out of your comfort zone to talk to a girl. Like five minutes, no bringing up how Trump is the biggest baby puncher since, you know, Dr. Baby Puncher. And, well, th that's, that's like, the newer one. Like, the thing has always been no politics because, you know, it's, I think it's, I mean, you know, whatever. So, and every year he's failed to do it. So I'm going nuclear option since Miles and Michelle will be with him to corroborate his story. And I have faith that Michelle will stay true to the um, the challenge and report. I, I'm i not too sure on trusting Miles to do this because, <laughs> because deep down I know he's an asshole. So anyway. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> so, deep, so deep down, or anyway, the challenge is Adam has to talk to a girl five minutes, no mention of politics. Michelle or Miles will corroborate this, and I'll stay on the show. However, if Adam doesn't, after, like, three years of telling him to talk to a girl and him not doing it, I'm going nuclear. Oh, boy. And I'm saying you can't do that. That is unfair to me. How is it unfair to you? You have Miles, this, Michelle, and Kenny. This is not what we agreed to. Does Michelle well, count as the girl? Because no, no. it's got it's got to be a girl that Adam, Michelle, or Miles do not know. You mean like a stranger at this convention? Yes, he's got to walk up to her and say, "Hi, I'm Adam, and I can't talk about politics." <laughs> now, here, if if he was smart, he would be at a booth. Where he, where a girl would come up and she would be interested in the art, in the artwork, whether it be you know inferior anime or inferior comic books like Power Pack, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and they would sit there and be like, oh hey, you know, like talk for a good five minutes. It's not hard to have a conversation with someone for five minutes. 
but this is not what we agreed to, John. You can't change the rules mid-game. I'm sorry. No. I will do it. So what kind of Adam, when I first started started the campaign this year is I told you that there would be there would be a chance that I would bring up that I would be done with the show if you didn't fulfill this duty. Now I'm fully engaging it. So Adam, we should start talking about pickup lines here. Um, okay. Because <laughs> This is serious. So, I mean, if, if this is your challenge, you don't want to lose John, right? John's my you friend. You got to start. Pick up lines. Pick up lines at a nerd convention. He, he, Should be it easy. You have to be a pickup line. Just... What's the convention about? What's the anime? It's an anime convention. Anime? Uh, okay, let's do this pickup line. Hi, are you a cartoon or are you just glad to see me? <laughs> no? <laughs> Michelle, you're the only girl here. You gotta tell me what that was. I don't think so. <laughs> laughter, I'll just say laughter with Michelle's a good thing. Unless I'm just, it isn't. Look, I am all See, for the that's challenge. what you do. Just think of pickup lines to start the thing and, and don't make it political. I, look, I'm all for the challenge. What I don't appreciate is being sandbagged with, by the way, if you fail, I'm leaving the show. You don't like the ultimatum? That is not what we agreed to. But it's easy to do. I mean, Adam, I just want to be clear. You don't like the ultimatum. No, I do not. So yeah, vote. Don't vote Democrat, or else you're. Yeah, okay, got it. This is easy to do, Adam. It's easy to do. You have to talk for five minutes. Is there a timer? (laughs) I not that I know of. Miles and Michelle will keep an eye on like the time. Like. I'm not going to have them standing behind me looking at their phones, keeping track of time. People are going to be convinced I'm crazy. They're not going to stand behind you. They'll be off, like, they'll be off in the distance, you know, having their own conversation about, like, pants or something. Or how great great Spider-Man is, you know, something dope like that. And, you know, they'll look down and... I mean, you can even go past five minutes. Go ten. But the point still stands. A minimum of five. Look, Yes, minimum of five, no politics. No politics. That's fine. Is this a problem for you, uh, by the way, Adam? That you can't talk to women without saying politics? No. Adam Adam can't go five minutes without mentioning politics about in any conversation. You could be like, Oh, hey, you know, how's the weather? And Adam's like, oh, Trump is a climate change denialist. That is bullshit. We've gone this entire segment without going political. I will disagree. Adam does not mention politics when we play D&D because I have made that a rule that we cannot talk about politics. Uh Uh (laughs) Joe, it's not that that I'm against the challenge because John... Is trying to help me, and I do appreciate that. He is my friend. Mm-hmm. My issue is that all of a sudden I'm being sandbagged with, oh, by the way, if you fuck this up, I'm out. Well, and I understand because don't worry people. about it. I mean, keep practicing your pickup lines. If you start <laughs> off right, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Okay, let's try some some of these. 
do you draw here often? <laughs> no? <laughs> Am I helping? Or? No, you are. It's just, it's just. Yeah, well, that's a good start. And then they, they you know, she might say, ha ha, that's a funny pickup line. Go to hell. But the issue, the and issue does that is also, the hook? Try again. That's you know, another thing. If you, if she cuts off the conversation and there hasn't been any politics by that point, does it count? If she, if the, if the girl cuts off the conversation like a minute in or whatever, you know, he's the, like the main, the end all to be all is five minutes with with politics, a girl without politics. So like one minute in, you know, that's a fifth of the way, you know, also this could be multiple girls. Could it? Yes. There is is a potential for multiple girls. Yes. If Adam doesn't last the five minutes so like one minute, you know, like a girl was like, Oh, Hey, I've got a boyfriend, you know, have a nice day, you know, find someone else to talk about. To talk. I have a good, I have a good idea, Adam. Is this cumulative? It's it's like, could he talk? I guess. Uh, like, no, 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 not cumulative. It, it, he can't talk to like five girls one minute for a minute a piece. No, 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 no. I, that's just, I am, Adam. I, that would have been great because you could insult five girls and just have them slap you. <laughs> I, I am, I am fisting this. Like I said, this is a long running. Like it's not a gig. This is a long running tradition. Every year, Adam goes to these nerd conventions, and I say, Adam. Are you going to talk to a girl? It's like, eh, I think about it. Eh, eh, eh. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus no, Christ. You like are, this you... year, I'm going nuclear. <laughs> okay. Does he have to talk continuously for five minutes? Or... The, for five minutes are... without talking about? Uh, first of all, welcome welcome to my madhouse, Mr. Santorsa. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I like it. I like it. It's it's okay. I I, I just want to know, does it have to be continuous talk, or could there be intervening like, times when he's not talking? You know, yeah, like you know, oh, okay, like a so normal if, conversation, like there so can be a pause or whatever. I how far are the bathrooms from the booths at this place? <laughs> no, no, see, Adam, here, go up to a girl and say, "I'm ready to lose my lunch. Could you take me to a bathroom?" Oh, that, that'll. And if it takes five minutes to get there, that might count. So now, what happens if he finds a girl with a puke fetish? So, oh my god! Look, that would be better. I, I want to he... make it clear: I'm not against this challenge. I I promised John I would I would talk to a girl. I I promised that. I... My <laughs> issue is changing the rules mid game. John, well, if, Adam, I did, if I did this to you, you would not be happy. And rightfully no, so. No, if you did this to me, I would step up and I would do it. I'm going to do it. But when you say if I fail, you're going to leave the show, that's kind of unfair to me. Now, suppose Adam went up to this uh, a cosplayer, you know, cute, attractive, and a nice, you know, Japanese, you know, schoolgirl outfit kind of thing, and just said, hi, do you, do you mind if I draw you for five minutes? And then just, you know, while he's there with his notepad drawing the stick figure, whatever his artistic <laughs> level is. 
And he's just talking with her about, you know, anything but politics. Like, you know, like, hey, uh, that reminds me of this cartoon I saw, you know, blah, 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 you know, know, just, hey, what do you think about so-and-so? Do they have a great career in voice acting? No, no, because it's, it's, it can't be interactive like that. Like, you know, I wouldn't walk up to somebody and be like, no, no, there is no drawing. No drawing? That's this deep. it's just like one-on-one <laughs> conversation you know somebody sitting alone somebody by like a nerd thing like just just talk to this person five minutes that's all i'm asking he doesn't even if i was a bigger douchebag which spoiler alert i'm pretty you much are. a douchebag yeah. like <laughs> if i if i was going to go truly nuclear i would be like Adam has to get a number, but I'm not. I just want a conversation, five minutes minimum between Adam and like a girl, a, a, like simultaneously five minutes of, you know, just like pleasantries, like how you doing, how you enjoying the, the uh, conference, you know, yeah, like just... what's your favorite anime you know why is spider-man the best marvel superhero you know just stuff like that five minutes adam yes you speak japanese yeah whatever so anyway uh okay so hello okay you speak you speak Japanese, right? Yes. So, okay. Okay. And um, there'll be Japanese girls there? Uh, very possibly. Very possibly. That's very, that's very possible. Very possible. Okay. And is it possible that we speak, they could speak Japanese too? Uh, yeah. If they're Japanese, yes. I would imagine. Okay. So you talk to these girls in Japanese. Miles and Michelle, I'm going to know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> As long as and now John is going to impose a rule: no speaking in Japanese. No, 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 no. He can't change that now. He's no, already I'm changed not... the rules. Yeah, but he can't change that now. He said all you have to do is talk to this girl for five minutes. It, I don't care if you fucking speak to her in Klingon or fucking. Do you speak like, Klingon? Any other foreign language, German, Russian, whatever. Talk five minutes. Five yeah, I, I'm telling you, Adam, just do it in Japanese. You'll leave them in, <sighs> in the dust. Yes. As All right. Long I'm we pretty, don't hear Trump like you just said to me, it sounded like I love you. <laughs> but it could have been Trump sucks, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Michelle and, and, and Miles aren't going to know. So uh, no. I'm telling you, that's your out. That's Talk it, about man. anything you, you want well, in Japanese. All right, um, yes. Uh, not to be a Debbie Downer, but was this the last segment supposed to be the Doctor Who one? We'll do Doctor Who. It's it's. There's not much. We don't even have a date. We oh. have fall 2018, but I do have the trailer. And, just asking. You know, but I am just saying. Again, <laughs> I I appreciate what John is doing, and I'm I'm going to to do my best to meet my commitment to him. But I don't appreciate this sudden change where if I fail, say a girl says five, four minutes, 59 seconds, eh, I'm done. And that's the only girl I'm able to talk to because, you know, I'm working. 
I'm screwed. Yeah. No, I, I will give you four minutes, 59. <laughs> well, you're very magnanimous, but the fact of the matter is that you are still changing the rules mid-game. Doesn't well, matter. It I've matters asked, to me. I've well, asked this for like three, four years. All right, we got it. Now, it, it does sound to me like, Adam, you brought this on yourself. No, 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 no. no. My no? opinion, my opinion uh, on this that was is just me pushing a button. Sorry. If if he maintains a conversation for over two minutes with a single girl, that conversation should be counted towards a total whole. If he has conversations with two other girls for a total of six minutes, then that counts as the full five. Two minutes is a long time to talk to a total complete stranger. I mean, Five this minutes is long. This isn't a love connection thing, man. I mean, just... okay. No, it, no, it's this, not. Adam? Oh, this, I this got is it. Cumulative. Is there a parking lot there? <laughs> uh, at the hotel, yes. Well, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you often see? Do you see any guests that are female that happen to be going to the convention parking their cars? If I'm walking the parking lot, yeah. Okay, so you see a girl who's going to be at the convention, who parked her car, right? Yeah. Then you find her in the convention and tell her, hi, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I just backed into your car and I crushed it. (laughs) And you have this big conversation about insurance. And Perfect. uh, Right? And and she'll want to walk out to the car and look at the damage. But when he's you might even get a date out of this, Adam. And <laughs> yeah, but but, but when and he's talking more to like her, a court date. Well, no, well, because he didn't do it. No, he'll say, "Ah, hi, hi, oh, I'm it? wrong. It wasn't your car." But oh, when you when you do when you do <laughs> when you do talk to this girl, Adam, I, I suggest you do it in the form of the character that Brent Spiner played in Night Court. <laughs> I don't remember Night Court. I was only like five. Yeah, there's the, there's there's YouTube videos on it. Learn. It, you'll, it's, you'll, it, it's a great character, but no, I, I am I am actually starting to this uh, uncomfortable. Yes, I, I am I'm, very right. uncomfortable. Well, let's go to break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about Doctor Who, and then we'll end with some funny. Okay. Because <laughs> because I, <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare... And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And I'm going to wind up soon, but not before I make a few strange noises with my mouth that will go somewhere along the lines of bingle bongle, dingle dangle, yickety doo, yickety da, ping pong, lippy tappy toot Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back for the final segment here on Mike Check Radio. Boy, that last segment completely went off the rails. <laughs> But that's okay. We had fun. That's all that matters. Right, guys? Sure. Okay. And, and I must apologize for making Michelle uncomfortable. It's all right, John. <laughs> I, I just, I don't like pushing people to do socializing because I'm not a very social person. So it, it, it does make me feel icky. <laughs> all right. Anyway, join me as always on the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagon. Hey, that's me. And also joining us on the Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Lagon. And that is me. And also joining us out of Missoula, Montana, taking time off from his uh, summer sabbatical, John Kendall. Surprise! It is really I, Count Olaf in disguise. <laughs> I knew it all along. <laughs> and he would have gone away with it if it weren't for those meddling kids. 
and that finally, ridiculous looking baby. Oh, yes. And finally, out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, George Santorsa. I'm in Scranton, Pennsylvania, not out of it, but okay. <laughs> okay, fine. In, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. ah, got him. You're going to have a hard time tonight, Adam. <laughs> it's okay. I've got I've got an out at AWA. <laughs> yes, you do. I have a secret I'm weapon. The Japanese thing's the best. Well, yeah. But I also know several times where I'll be talking to possibly women where Miles will be present the entire time. Yes. So, there yeah. we go. All right, let's get well, to Doctor Who. A new Doctor Who, huh? What are your thoughts on that, Mr. Santorsa? Well, let's get to the trailer, John. Thank you very okay. much. Let's do this. All right, so fall 2018. Nothing more specific than that, but that's okay. Probably late September, early October, because that's usually when it debuts, right? Yeah, September mm-hmm. usually, yeah. So I'm Sometimes excited. August, but okay. Yeah, because I want to get it over in time for the Christmas specials. So, yep. All right, so here we go. Here's the trailer. All of this is new to me. New faces. New worlds. New times. So if I asked really, really nicely. Would you be my new best friends? Right. This is going to be fun. All right. So there we go. Fall 2018. And it looks like, Joe, that they're going to have three companions for at least this season. Mm Mm-hmm. Very diverse group. So I'm excited about that. And I'm telling you, I am so on board for Jodie Whittaker. She is an amazing actress. If you have not watched her in Broadchurch, watch her in Broadchurch. Yes, I have. And, um, yeah, she's very good. Um, I'm surprised at how many women are a little hesitant about this. Yeah, like I'm I, very enthusiastic about it, but uh, Sheila, our friend that and uh, at the chat over at, and she's a fan of Tim's show, um, big Doctor Who fan, and uh, she's a little hesitant. My wife Barbara is very hesitant, and she's a big Broadchurch fan, and she knows her from Broadchurch. But I'm surprised how many women are hesitant about this whole thing. And I was all for it. I'm all in on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think that uh, Jodie Whittaker was an inspired choice. Um, I can't believe she wasn't on my list, considering that Chris Chibnall and her worked together for th- at least three years on Broadchurch. You know, I, she should have been on our... Because remember, we d- when you were here last time, Joe, if I'm not mistaken, we were talking about who was on our short list. Mm-hmm. Or what, no, that was like a couple times ago that you were here. Yeah, but we talked but, about the short list of, of women who could play this role. Yep, I, I never I never really thought of her, uh, but um, 
from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. And you know, there's always a, an adaptable, adapt, adaptable period of time with the new doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I've been through this 13 times, so going back to 1963. So, you know, I mean, I mean, there's always uh, when a new doctor comes aboard, there's always a, a, an adjustment period for everybody. And this is going to be an adjustment period, but I think it's going to work out fine. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't have a problem with her. I'm, I'm looking forward to a female doctor, and oh, yeah, that makes you. me really happy. Yeah, so. but a lot of a lot of incel assholes aren't. Um, because what was getting <laughs> I, I their know. opinions don't count. I wouldn't give them the time of day. Yeah, I, 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 their, I, their opinions don't count. No, I I, I agree with you. Uh, you know. Um, let me see here. I think this one. No, that's six twenty-six. For fuck's sake! <laughs> sort by date. <sighs> I know it's it's uh, all right. It's just like what do you not understand by but with search by date? No, it's just like this one guy. I'm not going to give his name, but my daughter's more drawn to Wonder Woman, Squirt, Supergirl, and all Disney princesses. Why? Because she's a ju- girl and likes female heroes. Conversely, my son is more interested in Batman, Iron Man, Captain America, etc. Why? Because he's a boy and likes male superheroes. So instead of co-opting a traditionally male hero and making him into a woman, thereby alienating half the potential audience, not to mention two years, two generations worth of old-time fans, why not just have two shows? It's like... Yeah. He's pretending to be a loving father, but let's be honest here. If his daughter came tomorrow and a- came to him tomorrow and asked for a Spider-Man action figure, he would tell her no because that's not a girl's toy. I hated Barbie dolls. I, but you get what I'm saying, Michelle? Yeah, and I do, and I don't. I don't think that's the you know, it, you know, his frame of mind. But you know, his his it's not the right frame of mind. You know, people should just you be able to decide what they like and what they don't like. You know, yeah, if no. he doesn't like it, he shouldn't really be spouting off about it. <laughs> I agree. You know, if you don't like it, don't watch. It's that simple. This isn't rocket science. Yeah. Okay. But I can see. Yeah, I can see where these guys who are threatened by strong female roles don't like the don't like the fact that it's changing. But the doctor's been a changeable creature. Yeah, he's a freaking alien that changes every time he dies. Yeah, I think it's about time that he became female. I mean, you know, he's he has no, you know, uh, a hierarchy in his sexual preferences either. So, yeah. and you'll go notice, ahead. and you'll notice, people didn't complain when the master, at least not this much, when the master became Missy. Because Missy was damn cool. Well, no, I agree. Michelle Gomez was amazing in the role, but I also think that they viewed the villain as disposable. It's like, and she was there the entire run. Not that disposable was she. But they didn't complain like this when when the mask became Missy. But now that the Doctor is becoming a woman. It's like, yeah. this is what this is, is this is the, um, the, the, the male supremacy people feeling mm-hmm. threatened that society is 
changing enough that they feel that you know that their supremacy is being challenged and they are crying and whining i love hearing their crying and whining that's just me you know i'm like good i want you to suffer you know you know it's something you love being taken away from you you know screw you and go you know, go crawl back into the rock you came from bye so yeah. so all right well here's a here is uh some audio from the doctor who panel where uh, Jodie Whittaker talks about uh, receiving a, a certain phone call. Uh, mm. she, she asked she asked someone for uh, some advice, and uh, so here here she is relaying this story. Oh, I thought I eliminated turned off that. What was David's reaction to you getting the role? I, yeah, so no, obviously the, the news was a, a, a secret, as we have to keep saying. But because um, obviously I know David and Chris is very good friends with him. He said, um, look, the, the person who's getting announced tomorrow um, is a little bit nervous. So can they give you a ring just, you know, so they can... They, not a she, they can ask you a few questions. He said, oh, so, you know, in the next 10 minutes, just keep an eye on your phone. And my name popped up and he went, what? (laughs) And he was like, why are you calling me? I was like, (laughs) and then I went, and asked about a million questions. And all I remember him saying, and I actually was lucky to speak to Matt and Peter, and all I remember of it all was this is the most amazing thing that can happen to you. And there's only a few of us who know how it feels. And I thought, oh, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, only, only 13... Oh, sorry. That was, uh, stupid fingers. Only 13 people in human history know what it's like to be chosen as the doctor. And of those 13, only about half are still alive. You know... Is is Tom Baker the oldest living doctor? I believe so. Yes. Yes. Because he's like almost, he's at least, I think he's almost 80, if not over 80. Yeah, he came right after John Pertwee. And um, every friend from John Pertwee down <laughs> are gone. So, well, yeah. Didn't they have the first doctor regenerate because Will Hartnell was not very doing very well was a drunk oh i just heard he was i just heard he was sick he he had a drinking problem (laughs) yeah he had a drinking problem and he was having trouble with his lines remembering them oh yeah well so yeah uh, it was a medical problem yeah (laughs) but (laughs) you know i mean uh he just couldn't do it anymore and uh he was having trouble reading remembering the script and uh that's when they they decided to regenerate and thus a legend was born right and a legend was born uh, because he liked because he liked Jim Beam yeah. but, <laughs> well I said I didn't realize he had a drinking problem I just heard he was sick yeah well yeah I mean well, but alcoholism he, yes. is an illness right I mean he he had a drinking problem so um, and I don't know what other you know he may have had other serious uh, related uh, illnesses that you know 
came came out of his drinking and um but in any case he couldn't continue and they didn't know what to do there also was one episode where um one of the companions actually got sick in the middle of filming the episode and they had to uh put a different companion in there and pretend that he was facially changed by the planet they were on. (laughs) (laughs) And then they had to change him back at the end of it. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, yeah, there were a lot of uh, of weird things like that. I mean, I've watched most of them, and I don't remember that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was the one where they were... uh, I believe they were all... uh, They were walking around. They were all alphabets all, all over the place. And books and stuff I, I forgot the the exact one but um yeah it was it was funny because they they had to substitute a different guy and they couldn't say well how could we call him jamie and still and is not the guy that plays jamie anymore so they made this thing up that he was transformed somehow and they had to transform him back at the end so a lot of transformations going on why not a female no, right like I said, yeah. i'm i'm all for it i'm, I'm all, for it. And, all right Oh, yeah, yes, John. Didn't they kind of um, foreshadow it? Because, like, I think it was Capaldi, the doctor, that was like, or, you know, I could be uh, regenerated into a woman or something. Well, I think they, they foretold that with Missy. I think Missy Yeah, was, that's was, true. <laughs> Missy was the tip-off that... Uh, <laughs> This could happen, and um, actually, I thought that would be my. She was my Michelle Gomez was my first uh, pick. Yeah, I remember that. You 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 were in favor of Michelle I Gomez. Thought, I thought she would have been a great Doctor Who. She was a great master. So, yeah, but yeah, going back, uh, Tom Baker would be the oldest. Um. I know Peter Davidson and Colin Baker are still alive. Yeah, Colin Baker. Colin Colin Baker. I think Sylvester McCoy, I know he's still around because he was in Sense8, if you watch Sense8 on uh, Netflix. Any Sense8 fans out there? No. I I really need to watch it. I have it on my list to watch. I'm a failure. It was terrific. But anyway, Sylvester McCoy is one of the main characters in uh, Sense8. And, of course, all the others we know are still around. So, yeah, I would say the oldest one right now is Tom Baker. So, three are dead. The rest are living. Yep. All right, well, let's real quickly do this. Uh, I want to – well, no, we'll, we'll do that next week. Uh, so I promised we would end with some funny, and I am good for my word. And this is related to some audio that I dug up from a couple of years ago. Um, John, you remember a couple of years ago when we played the audio of the cast of Dragon Ball Z dubbing over various movies? I think I do. Right, well, thankfully for you, I was smart and I dug up the original audio. Um, so here is, uh, this is, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't recognize the movie. I think it was Step Brothers or something, but it was Will Ferrell and, um, God damn it. John C. Riley. Thank you. 
So here is yeah, here's the first one. Step Brothers. All right, here we go. Uh, Sean Schemmel and Chris Sabat. Oh, nope. That is not Sean Schemmel or Chris Sabat. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor! Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good, Good housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you'd sleep with? John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> so that's the first one. Uh, this next one is from Zoolander. And you'll hear Sean Schemmel, well, all three of them, Sean Schemmel, Christopher, Chris Ayers, and Chris Sabat. Uh, here's a good one. Nope, that, it, again, I'm just not doing it right today. Mr. Megatu, mm -mm. if I could just have a minute mm -mm. of your time, please. Mm -mm. Uh, just one minute mm -mm. of your time, please, sir. Mm -mm. Uh, Derek? Derek, hey. What do you want? I was trying to talk to Megatu, but he's tougher to get to than the president. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me what a bad you Googleizer I am. A what? Are you Googleizer, one who speaks at funerals? Or do you think I'd be too stupid to know what a you Googly was? <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know, I included a laugh, laugh that, to show that they were actually having fun with this. Um, and that was, uh,. Chris Sabat as Vegeta and uh, Chris Ayers as Frieza. Okay, next one. I think we should just cut to the chase. This one is Sean Schemmel as King Kai. And should we win the day? The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday! But as the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our independence day. Yeah! Suck it in! <laughs> Oh, uh, I think this is got to be the last yeah. one from the from the news from the new, older stuff, but I, really? I, I like. Um, but uh, this one is from Meet the Parents, and I've got a challenge for Joe, Miles, and Michelle. John, you cannot participate in this because you already know the answer. I want you to tell me how many different actors there are in this clip. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that a yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go go for it. All right, here we go. Yeah. This is from uh, Meet the Parents. Uh, I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? All right. How many actors were in that clip? Michelle. One. Miles. This one. I only heard one. Joe. One. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, there was only one. Chris Sabat. Chris Sabat's like half the cast of of Dragon Ball Z. He's Piccolo. He's Vegeta. He's Yamcha. Yeah, 
Damn it, I thought that was going to stump you guys. No. Mm. See, I knew the answer before you even played the clip. Because you figured because I Because you have... wouldn't be asking the question. <laughs> yeah. If it was more than one actor. God, well, I was going to say, <laughs> unless the number was really big or really small. Well, uh, unless the number was one, actually. But, All right. But, so, yeah, sort of like you tipped it off. Yes. All right. I should have been a bit more. I should have been a bit more subtle. But so now we have Chris Sabat and Sean Schemmel reading angry Yelp reviews in character as Goku and Vegeta. Oh no! <laughs> uh, we're going to go over a few minutes, but that's okay. I'm sure Kenny will, will understand. But uh, so here is cut one. Angry Yelp reviews as Goku and Vegeta. A, a more interesting angle here. Yeah. Uh, Which would be... Is... Saiyans have legendary appetites, but also very, very serious tempers as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so we got it into our heads that we wanted to hear you guys, as Goku and Vegeta, <laughs> read some bad Yelp reviews. That's what this thing was. Yeah. I was wondering what it was. All right. You guys game? Yes. Oh, my Let's God. Let's do yeah. it. The only problem with this, though, is that with, to be consistent with the character... Goku would not care about any of this. He would be like, it's all disappointing, but I ate it anyway. Yep. Because he would just eat it regardless. <laughs> but I'll still do it. Okay, cool. Vegeta, on the other hand. I think this is right up Vegeta's alley. Yeah. Okay. You want, to, you want to do this first? You, you do your you do yours okay. first. Okay. Okay. All right, let's see. Let's see. Wait, uh, do this. Do this. Do like, do like, <clears throat> like you're getting on yes. your Yelp computer. Bulma, what is my password? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, what do you mean? You're typing no, the was, review. I changed it. Okay, it's what it balls, balls. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right. All right. Now they're gonna get to the ring later. I just found that I found that introduction to be funny. <laughs> Bulma, what is my password? <laughs> yes, it is. All right, here we go. <laughs> Angry Yelp reviews. Let's do this. Let's see. Yelp review number one. Here we go. <clears throat> you pay for the food. You pay for the view. Service is good and view is fantastic. But quality of food is two thumbs down. <laughs> Overpriced and poor quality. Okay. Oh, wow. It's the horrible place for breakfast. <laughs> First, you have to wait outside for a while so that you will be put in a suitable table, depending on the amount. Secondly, should you skip those groups of people to whom this table is more suitable? No, no, no! Oh Who God. wrote these things? Yeah, wait, 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 actually go next? wait, 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 I saw, okay, I'm confused. <laughs> When I saw this, I had to have it, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, Joe's probably like, what the hell did I sign up for? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. all right. I'm hanging in here. All right. The next up is Sean Shemla's Goku. Sean, you want to take a few? Yes. Yeah, wait. Okay. I went. I didn't know if we were, because the teleprompter confused me. Yeah, I'm not used to being on TV. I'm used to being in a recording booth. Okay. okay. It's That's all right. I'm excited. Okay. Okay, so I don't even know. I mean, this is absolutely out of character because he would just eat it. But <laughs> shrimp taco, very bland. Chicken taco, okay. Fries and coleslaw, not worth it. Price too much, but I don't have any money, so it doesn't matter. And the homeless people were too close by. Goku what? would never say that. Yeah, Goku no. would never say that. Or King Kai might go, went there today for a luncheon. I ordered a small pizza and it was barely warm and the cheese was not even melted. What a disappointment. 
playing. That's, that sounds <laughs> weirdly on brand, yeah. Yeah, uh, it does. Some, would some music help really just get, get into character? It might. I don't know. This is pretty funny. <laughs> you could tell they're having fun with this. <laughs> All right. I forget. I think it's Chris Sabat up again next. Do you want to do one more? Yeah, yeah I'll try one. Okay. This is he's. Oh, yeah. This this is Chris Sabat as Vegeta. So, um, you don't get between the prince of all Sai- Saiyans, John, and his frozen yogurt. I think you know this, right? Yep. That is, like, rule number one. Well, here we go. He's getting really mad now, because Vegeta, he takes his frozen yogurt. You don't mess with him on this. Uh-oh. One. Poor quality! The frozen yogurt has such a bad quality! Please don't give this to your children, it is just terrible! I had the fat-free, sugar-free, raspberry yogurt, and it was so sticky, and their toppings are so cheap quality! Like, we have to get this, like, actually made. Like, we you do. know what I mean? Like, we gotta call Toy and see if he'll do it. You know, oh my God. Here's a secret. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Uh, I don't know if anyone is aware of it. I have been secretly reviewing Funimation on Yelp for a very long time. <laughs> oh my and I keep gosh. updating the, my review on Yelp of Funimation over and over and over again. I keep adding pictures to it. Anytime I see something like awkward in their offices? Office. Now yeah, anytime I go to their corporate is? office, I pretend it's a restaurant. And that every time <laughs> oh I go God. in there, I'm being served. So if you're interested, you know, are you gonna check out them? Funimation Entertainment on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> How many stars? All right. One more clip, and then that's it. And then we can start uh, wrapping it up. Kane's like, hurry up. All right, final one. I want to say Sean Shemmel, but honestly, I do not remember. <laughs> Your owner. Yeah, how many well, stars? Well, my stars, like, they, it's, I think it's at a two right now, because it goes from two to three. Oh, but the, my character is very, very disappointed in, in the quality. Why? Like, every time I see a ladder... Maybe they're working on the AC. I always take a picture of it. Like, why is everyone trying to escape this place? <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. Okay, oh, last you have one, one more. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to try yeah. this one more angry uh, as Goku. Let's okay. see. Okay. Got sick from their fish tacos. <laughs> Enough said on that. <laughs> Otherwise, the location is convenient if you're on the Baywalk in San Diego. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. Uh, that was bes- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone okay? I'm I did. I did enjoy the King Kai one. That kind of fit more than than Goku being. Yeah, I, I love I love Sean Shemmel as King Kai. I loved I loved his uh, suck at aliens from the from the 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 uh, Independence Day clip. I thought I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was actually perfect. Like a non-serious yes, character, deli- a, a completely non-serious character delivering that serious speech. That was brilliant. Uh, but yeah, so that, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, hey, because like I said, it was, John will remember, it was those Funimation, you know, it was those voiceovers that was like, hey, that would be a great segment. It took me three years to come up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, I, I I know. I'm terrible. I, I'm just I'm terrible. Alright, uh parting shots. Uh guests first, John. Oh Jesus. Uh September seventh, uh 
Spider-Man for PS4 drops. Buy yes. it. Uh, if you haven't, check out Superior Spider-Man. And there's an offshoot comic called uh, Superior Carnage. Read them. Enjoy it. Spider-Man is best hero. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. You'll be back uh, sometime Family in August. Reunion coming up. Family reunion coming up next week. Uh, relative from California coming up. Turns out he's a Trumper. Yikes. Oh, boy. Um, other Don't than that, down, uh, party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. All right. Well, Joe, thanks Thanks for joining us tonight. I hope I didn't, like, uh, you know, break my promises or anything. No, I had fun. I had fun giving uh, dating advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. You know. I am so screwed. It's been a long time. <laughs> been a long time. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so, you know. Tim Cornwell so, show records tomorrow, right? Yes, we do. We're going to be going over the uh, performance review from Monday. And, um, you know, the one that he, Putin he gave to. not good. <laughs> well... We'll go over that tomorrow. But hey, did you know that Gilligan's Island and Doctor Who had something in common? Oh. Yes. Both of their openings were affected by the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Oh. Yes. Doctor Who was delayed because of coverage in the UK of the assassination. Oh, right. I remember that. And... In Gilligan's Island, if you look closely at the opening scene in the bay, the flag is at half-mast. Oh, nifty. Yeah, um, because of the assassination of the president. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, so yeah. there. Well, I also know that they did a similar thing after, uh, with the greatest American hero, where when, after the, uh, the attempt on Ronald Reagan, they changed the last name of the, of the main character. Um, so, but thank you for so what, bringing Lee that. Harvey Oswald? No, it was, um, <laughs> it was originally Hinkley, and they changed it to uh-huh. Hanky, or Hank, Hinky or Hanky, you know, it was, but, uh, anyway, well, thank you for telling, telling, sharing that. That was uh, very interesting, because I didn't know that. I, well, I knew about Doctor Who, because, like, right. but, uh, all right, uh, Miles, what do you got for us on the way out, sir? Uh, not a whole lot. Just looking forward to this, uh, more indictments and, you know, stuff coming out with, uh, for the month of August coming up. Ugh, I'm excited. And, uh, yes, I, I, I promise I will monitor Adam as best of my ability with his conversation of girls. I, 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 my personal favorite and hope is that he, uh, you know, strikes up a conversation. Hey, I'd like to discuss with you for five minutes the commonly held myths about monkeys throwing poo. But, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Michelle, what do you got for us? Um, I don't have much. Just, you know, uh, stay strong. Be safe. You know, tell the people you love that you love them. And uh, you can love somebody and not like them at the same time. I will just remind you of that. That's all. Fair enough. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Don't forget that next weekend 
we'll be doing Comic Con coverage. We're gonna we're we're going to co start combing through everything soon. But I do know that we will be we will we did get a trailer for Aquaman, a trailer for Shazam, some footage from the upcoming fantasy uh, series on Netflix, The Dragon Prince, which looks amazing. Uh, they dropped a trailer for Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla, um, King of Monsters. Uh, oh, uh, there was an interview with Tom Ellis. Also, fuck yes, Netflix picked up Lucifer. Fuck yep. you, Fox, you sons of bitches. Yep, good move, uh, good move, Netflix. See, I think that could be a good angle for Netflix, too, is, you know, salvaging shows that have critical acclaim... But, you know, struggle in the rings. You know, like I said, if Age of the Shield got canceled for season five, I think you might have seen Netflix pick that up as well. But Age of the Shield got picked up for a season six. So, uh, but yeah, we'll be doing Comic-Con stuff next week. Um, I'm really hoping maybe tomorrow we'll get a Captain Marvel sizzle reel at least. But it's not looking good, which disappoints me. But, uh, yeah, so far everything, everything I've looked at out of Comic-Con looks good. Uh, so I'd like to thank John Kendall, Joe Santoris, uh, Miles and Michelle Legon, Kenny Pick, of course. Don't forget to tune in after we get off the air for Kenny Pick's DJing for, I don't know, I, he didn't say how long for, but it's going to be for a while, so you're going to want to hear that. And, uh, that's it for us, everyone. Have a great weekend, and bye! Time for go to bed. Aye, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Disgusting worm. Push the button, Frank. Get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs>